0: Chi-chi. I'm so popular. Last week on the show, we discussed the J-drama Raifu, as well as the 1974 Stephen King novel Carrie, and the Brian De Palma 1976 adaptation. We are diving deeper into the unknown J-pop vortex, and we are live in Shibuya right now with a very special guest to discuss Kahara Tomumi and her appearance on Denpa Shonen. It's a lot to handle. No one knows what we're talking about, but stay tuned because this is the episode. Uh, I'm joined by a dear friend, who are you? Hi, I'm Miho. Hi, Miho. What are you doing?
1: What am I doing right now? I am sitting with you in the smoking area outside of, right next to Shibuya Scramble, and I'm drinking a big, tall koime Highball.
0: Wonderful. And uh, why are we friends, Miho? Why
1: are we friends? That's a really good question. So we met through... No, the whole gang. That's right. Yes, exactly. So we met through Meg, what was it, like summer of last year? Yep. At, at Chili's, or was it, wait, no, TGI Fridays? No, it was Fr-
0: Friday. TGI Fridays. Yes, yeah.
1: oh my goodness. And I heard so much about you, because I didn't go to that picnic, because I was sunburned. And, <laughs> and I feel like this is the exact same story Meg told when she came on your podcast, and she talked about how you guys met. But I remember I missed that picnic because we both went on that same hideous bike ride, got ridiculously sunburned. Yeah. I was too dehydrated and exhausted to come out. And she was like, oh my God, I met this amazing guy. He was... He's friends with the Banks. He has a (laughs) tattoo that says Eternal Faggot. And he spent the whole time trying to hook me up with this really, like, ugly Japanese dude.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right.
1: Yeah. So I was so excited to meet you. And that was when you just moved to Tokyo. And... Yeah, honestly, I was actually quite afraid of you when we first met. Really? Yeah, I thought you didn't like me.
0: Oh my god, no! I was like nervous to like make a good impression on everyone. when I sat next to you at the TGIF and you're like, "Oh yeah, I work at Twitter," <laughs> like I was like, "Oh my god, wait, that's where like that's where my entire life force resides. Exactly I'm in that. trouble." <laughs> yep. But no, I do like you. Oh,
1: thank you. You're I love um, I'm glad. I'm glad that we have like confirmation forever we'll on let's the step record. Yes, out of the. T- yeah, t- let's, let's get out of
0: here. <laughs> my sense. Yeah, I think, um, you know, our friendship developed very closely because when I first got here to Tokyo, I had virtually no one. Uh, Meg, you know, I I got to meet Meg and she introduced me to the whole girl gang, as it were. Yeah. And um, it's been so special sharing so many nights out with you. And uh, we're here in Shibuya.
1: Yep, in the Scramble.
0: This is a very special place for our friendship, actually. It really
1: is. Like, we've... I feel like... there was a heat map of where our friendship was based, it uh-huh. would be Shibuya would be and Nakameguro yeah. and Shinjuku Nichome.
0: Yeah, I think but that's exactly it, but not as much. <laughs> not as much. One time, Miho and I got in a fight because <laughs> they weren't going to Nichome <laughs> yes. enough and I put up a little fit in the Park Hyatt um, mm-hmm. in the same building where they filmed um, lots of translation. translation and I was in full drag at Jackson's birthday party and then I decided to make it about me by starting a fight with Miho about not going to Nichome enough <laughs>
1: oh my god I remember that that was such a dramatic and we were wearing the same dress we were wearing the same <laughs> <laughs> just two girls bickering in the corner of- holding fancy cocktails and you being like are we going or not and me being like well, w- well the rest of us dress up really cute Like, we want to go where there's straight people
0: that's exactly it. That's exactly what <laughs> happened.
1: And then we went to fucking rhythm cafe. Oh god.
0: That was before Rio and I were official as well. That
1: was the first time I ever met Rio. Wow. I was off the back of that. But we made up just before we got in the taxi.
0: That's right. And then we had the taxi ride together, and all was all, all was, was well. well. Yes.
1: You you went to take yourself off for a cigarette just before the taxi. You came back. I remember because it was like a smell associated to the memory. You came back smelling cigarettes, and you hugged me, and you were like, "I'm sorry," and I was like, "I'm sorry too."
0: I'm so that's so fun I can't believe I got in a fight with you while I was in drag it's ridiculous
1: oh my goodness um, yeah, we've just been hanging out ever since in our little incestuous girl group
0: that's right <laughs> all the drama oh yes there could be a whole episode of the show about our friend group oh
1: my god no literally when Clara joins I remember and this was back before the, the breakup uh huh um I'm not going to provide any more context on that, but <laughs> yeah, no, like, I sat her down and she she came over to my place, place a little bit early, and I sat her down and I basically drew her like a map of like how we all knew each other and how we all got to be so close. Yeah. Like, and it was it took forever. We really need to pare down our French group. No, seriously. We are good at that, though. We're really good at kicking people out. Kicking people out, yeah, like horrible, so horrible,
0: horrible women. No, yeah, we're really good at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, We're currently crossing uh, Shibuya Scramble, which is a uh, Pretty popularly known as the Times Square of Tokyo, um, but what makes Shibuya so special to me is uh, the endless amounts of drunk nights. When I was first arriving in Tokyo, spending so much time here with all of you girls. Oh
1: yes! Oh my God! Remember Halloween?
0: Oh, of course! Oh
1: my goodness!
0: When I had my hands bound up as I was <laughs> dressed as a Titus Andronicus character. Yes, exactly. But no, seriously. I feel like Shibuya and its like architecture. These uh, very cramped, extremely crowded streets full of fashionable and not-so-fashionable young people. Um, It's, like, eternally a part of my Tokyo consciousness.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's, like, it's baked in Tokyo. It is. I sometimes forget that there's other parts of Tokyo, to be honest. And, like, you know, because people will be like, oh, you haven't visited, I don't know, fucking Kamata or whatever? And I'm like sorry. In fact, no, me and Meg had the most elitist conversation about this yesterday. Uh-huh. We were like, if we're not within 500 meters of a blue bottle coffee, you're out of town.
0: What's a blue bottle coffee? You haven't
1: been to blue bottle? It's like the really fancy, like, uh, isn't a North Scandinavian coffee chain like it's a lot of like very scandi architecture
0: Do you love the public stand
1: Oh uh, remember wait were you there for our New Year's there
0: No I wasn't you make Yes Yeah cuz Rio and I went to Nichoya where we got yes. covid Oh
1: no I got covid too to be fair Yeah
0: everyone got covid that yeah. night but um I know I went with Aimee and Kara once And mm-hmm. I Ever since that one night I have desperately wanted to do drag at Public Stand Oh
1: you so should I
0: know Public Stand
1: is actually not bad
0: No it's It's very cheap If mm-hmm. you get there on time Yeah And I think the boys are very cute But that's because mm. I like Japanese men so No
1: well we fucked up Because like when we went there in New Year's We were like Oh it's gonna be rammed We should buy We should like book a table So we ended up getting sat In the little VIP area Uh huh And we didn't get to talk to anyone Oh no The only boy around was Julius
0: Oh, what a tragedy. I
1: know, I know.
0: Um, one of the reasons I chose to stage today's episode in Shibuya is because the topics we're going over today. Uh, we're discussing Kahara Tomumi, who is a 90s uh, post-idol. She became a somewhat well-known pop star in the 90s. And uh, a lot of the music during that era was like based out of Shibuya, like... Hamasaki Ayumi, Amuro Namie—all of these like major, like pop influences, like used to like float around Shibuya. It's quite different now.
1: No, I feel like that would be bad for the image now, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Is Shibuya still the hub for J-pop?
0: No, absolutely not. Oh, my. I mean, now it's, like, decentralized, and they just, like, do it wherever, you Mm -hmm. know? But, like, before, like, there was, like, a real physical presence of, like, the pop music around. Mm -hmm. And I don't, like, neither of us really ever got to see that kind of Japan where, like, despite it being such a big population, everything was, like, so localized, you Mm -hmm.
2: know?
0: But nonetheless, I feel like kind of the ghosts of it, like, still kind of haunt the the aura of Shibuya like you do kind of feel like this is where dreams and tragedies are staged
1: yes I totally see that because you have the hideous juxtaposition of like those huge billboards that they blow up all over Shibuya yeah of all like the up and coming like really popular like pop groups or whatever like the new idol groups but then you'll always 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 have somebody singing their little heart out right by like outside the Starbucks near Scramble yeah just like desperately trying
0: yeah, and on top of that, it's like so densely packed. Like I, I mentioned, like looking at this building to the left of us, how many businesses are in this tiny little, like what appears to be an apartment complex? One, two, uh, math. One, 20? Two. No. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 18. Plus these. Oh, no,
1: 20,
0: 21,
1: 23.
0: We are looking at like a normal, maybe small sized American apartment complex, and there's like 23 businesses in here. It's, like, so densely packed. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a billion different things happening in Shibuya at any time. It's Tuesday night right now, and yet nonetheless...
1: Oh, my God. I am actually really surprised. Like, there is so much rowdiness happening. I mean, we're contributing to it, too. Of
0: course. Yeah. Wielding my big, hairy microphone, drinking a highball sweating to death Mm -hmm. do you look look at my face
1: oh no (laughs) it's okay it's fine it's summer you've you've got to have a glisten on otherwise you know
0: this isn't a glisten this is like (laughs) tsunami (laughs) yeah but that's kind of my general like idea of uh, Shibuya is like this um, abandoned hollows of like former pop music that's like now occupied with endless unfolding narratives locked inside these tiny rooms
1: You know what? That actually does make a lot of sense, because that's the thing, is that, like, I feel like Tokyo can be as big or as small as you want it to Uh be, even if you come into the same neighborhood all the time. Because there's so many businesses that are just, like, folded in on top of each other, not even on, like, a block, but in, like, one building... Yeah. You can... You go into, like, a nondescript-looking, murdery-ass building, and you turn into a door and you find out that there's, like, a really cute bar there or, like, just a bar that you didn't even realize existed. And you have to wonder, like, how do people know to go there?
0: I know. I always feel that. And, like, it must have been especially magical, like, in the era before, like, cell phones and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, when you would have to, like, read about something first in, like, a trendy magazine and uh, you wouldn't have any idea what it was before you showed up. Yep. But, like, even still, like, with the advent of, like, phones and everything, like, I still feel like Tokyo has, like, kind of, um, that element to it that even, like, New York or, like, other major cities don't really have, which is, like, because there's so much and it's so small and it's so endless, like... There's always, like, a possibility of, like, some new world you haven't, like, quite uncovered yet.
1: That is exactly it. That's exactly it. And again, that's the thing. It's that if I ever left the five-kilometer radius between here <laughs> and where I live, like, I have, no, seriously, every time. I, I've lived here for five years, and I get my mind blown every single time I, like, step one foot outside of bounds. Uh-huh. of this Sort of West Tokyo gentrified hell where I'm just like, oh, my God. You guys have cute things in Jimbocho. I never knew.
0: Who would have ever thought?
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, we're going to Miyashta Park, which I don't think I've actually been to before. Oh,
1: it's a treat. Oh, there was a really, <laughs> there was a really funny time. Me and Meg came here around the time of like the, the beginning of the Ukraine conflict. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And there was like... <laughs> now, Miyashta Park is like the trendy... Well, it's for everyone, I suppose. But like... Hold on. I think there's a staircase that leads you up into the park. Or maybe, maybe you have to go through here. Okay. But basically, like... It was, like, beginning of the conflict, and then there was just this group of, like, very tall, skinny, like, 16 to, like, maybe 18-year-old-looking, like, white girls, and Uh with just, like, Ukrainian flags, and, like, protest signs, and it's made just a okay, like, the Russians are not here, it's mostly (laughs) just couples on dates, families on days out, or in me and Meg's case, just, like, fucking, you know, bums, ooh, look at that,
0: oh, what a dance class, Oh, it's I, so cute. That's the most
1: humiliating part of doing dance. I did a bit of dance in high, in, when I was in high school, and the fact you have to do it in a wide-open studio where anyone can look in and just see you yeah. dancing is pretty... It's not, it's not great. It's, <laughs> I think it's ritual humiliation, but anyway, no. So we saw these like, really beautiful like, white people walking around with these signs, like, just like five of them, and they were like, wearing Ukrainian flags, and they were like looking at everyone you know, like, in the eyes if we were like, personally responsible. And we, me and Mike were like, what are you trying to achieve with that? No no one is on the other side of this issue in <laughs> the Ashta Park. Nobody sat here who's gonna go, do you know what? I better bell the Kremlin and say, you know what, cut it off Cut it off. Yeah, exactly. Cut that out. No. It was just so performative that we were like, wow.
0: I mean that was kind of the whole like tender of like that first like it only lasted for about three weeks, like that everyone like really cared.
1: Yep, isn't that really grim and it's still going on, isn't it?
0: Yeah, like it just like popped up in the New York Times earlier today and I was like Oh, yeah. Oh, that's still happening. Yep. <laughs> when is that going to end? <laughs> yep.
1: Oh, my gosh. Actually, that reminds me of a, a different event, one that I didn't go to, but one that's happening soon in berry of all places. So a mutual friend of like me and Meg's went to this like event for, like, the refugees at, like, the height of the crisis that happened at Berry, and all it was was this one guy doing a really weird, long, interpretive dance.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I, I would die to see that. They're doing a
1: photo exhibition this week, and I was like, oh, I really hope that interpretive dance guy is there again. Oh, I
0: gotta see it. I would, oh my god. I, I like, really love, like, extremely earnest performative activism oh yeah like I love when people are just like so stupid and like so like unaware of themselves and like really think they're making a difference
1: oh yeah wait hold on I bet if I looked in our chat history I could find you the meme because this guy is also the he's the admin for High and Cry. here we go I went to Berry, and all I got was performative anti-war interpretive dance by a European twink wearing a deep v-neck and hemp bracelet <laughs> <laughs>
0: Too good. I know.
1: It's such a shame he didn't post it on Maine. But here we are.
0: Oh, we're at Miyasta Park. There's a skateboard park here, very 90s. Uh, what this is is like, it's like a fake park on the top of the building, which is yes. so, I'm so popular. Like, my whole vibe is like fake, like, fake beauty on the top of a Japanese building like, oh, yeah. in Tokyo like that's my aesthetic boiled down path I think
1: if you really want to cement it you have to really look at this like overarching net things because they have these like creepers right that I think the plan is long term they'll grow out and it'll look really cool uh-huh. you know what I mean like uh-huh, they'll eventually, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we're at it's infancy it only opened like this year why I can't think. I sit there there Get I, the I-,
0: I want to sit on the grass
1: I think we could you think? Who's gonna stop us? There's more graphs over there. Sometimes they hold yoga over there.
0: On the, on the fate. Uh, oh, the well, fate I guess graph. it's real. I can't tell. That's another I'm so popular thing is not being able to tell something is real or
1: not. Like the Ukraine crisis.
0: Exactly. Do we have any evidence that's actually happening? Because I certainly don't.
1: <laughs> borrow one New York Times article and some performative dance.
0: See, okay, that's another (laughs) isophanic interpretive dance plus the New York Times. Oh, my God. I actually love the vibe up here because you can see all of, like, the ads of, like, Japanese, like, beautiful, like, cosmetic men. Over there is a Tower Records building.
1: But I'll tell you what else. This is a very fresh-off-the-boat, like, date spot. Okay. So, like, now that you're a Tokyo veteran... You can never come up here like and as like a date option.
0: Ah, oh, okay, okay, okay. Like you
1: simply can't. It's passé. It's like taking someone to Big Starbucks and Na- Nakameguro. You know the roastery? Oh, I did that with my
0: mom. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. That's okay. You can take your mum there, but you absolutely if you if you're like yeah, let's go on a date to Miyashita Park. Basic bitch. You've been in the country for two fucking seconds.
0: Yeah, I can, I can really envision that
1: That's another part of, uh, I guess, Tokyo culture Is, like, the inherent kind of cultural elitism that comes with it Well,
0: also, there's also that, like, corny element uh, oh, sh- Should we sit there? Yeah, let Should we sit here?
1: Should we sit here? We can cackle like they would like, my... to,
0: they'd like to contribute to I'm so popular them more <laughs> than welcome
1: would that be part of the aesthetic of your podcast for us to just get like, by, random, by get, random getting cackled Russian? by two random oh my god maybe they heard Did something You like they didn't he hear not... anything he said nostalgia
0: no he said sosvichia sosvichia what does that mean it means hello in Russian oh my god
1: well now we're coming full circle and like <laughs> <laughs> the thematic links and thematic links I think it's kind of poignant that we're looking at tower records
0: I so agree. So let's set the stage. Mm-hmm. Ahead of us, we have a beautiful greenery, a fake planted on top of a building uh, to the volleyball court. The volleyball court, and above it is some, some beautifully lit purple, golden towers. Um, we have the Shibuya Scramble right there with its uh, even taller skyscrapers, and then beautifully distant, right to the right of us, is uh, Tower Records. Essentially yeah.
1: the blockbuster Video of Japan yeah, Exactly
0: But they don't rent DVD They don't rent stuff there No
1: but you know how like CDs are like Just died out mm-hmm. Although I'll tell not you Not here though Not here?
0: No no <gasps> The CD industry is actually I think stronger here Than anywhere else in the world mm,
1: And that's why you get So much um, Made in Japan content exactly Ma- made for Japan like B-sides yeah
0: that's why there are so many like when Lady Gaga or someone you know big does like a pop album and they always have a Japanese edition because uh, oh my God, Japanese just... people are very like inclined to buy CDs did you see that
1: Lady Gaga performed like in, in... Tokyo yeah,
0: yeah I try to get people to go I was like no
1: where was my invite
0: I fucking wish I had invited you I wanted to go so bad and everyone I asked said no
1: Charlie XAX is coming in October. I know
0: next month yeah do you want to go yes
1: tickets are 16,000
0: I saw that too yes. <laughs> but like let's whoops.
1: no wait because like legitimately I'm booking my tickets soon so let's
0: do it there's so
1: many acts I want to see Charlie XX being one Jamie XX. Uh, wait yeah T? yeah, yeah Jamie XX, Rye. Charlie XX and then just a bunch of artists that I don't really know and I'm glad if I'm going with you, because there will be another Fuji Rock situation.
0: <laughs> no, let's go for real. Like, just the two of us, even, if no one else wants mm. to go. But I'm sure, like, yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, yes.
0: I, like, drank all of my highball already. Oh,
1: no. Okay, well, we could dip back down to the family more.
0: Is there one close to here?
1: Uh, the, the closest... I was thinking this as we were walking here. I was,
0: like, literally... Like, should we get another? We
1: should. We should get another one. Okay. I thought you were drinking slower than me. Oh, my God. No, I'm an idiot. Oh, no,
0: Okay, so we set the scene for where we are, mm-hmm. and now we're gonna go get a drink. Yes. have just ordered. We de- <laughs> We decided to actually go into a proper restaurant and have dinner and drinks instead of just sitting at the top of the park.
1: In fairness, we are still technically in Miashtafa
0: Yeah, we're just at the bottom of it.
1: But is this not more of a vibe
0: No, it's a it's a big vibe. Yeah, right? Uh we tried to go somewhere else and then I asked if I could smoke there and the guy got fucking furious. He wanted to kill you No, he was he hated us and then we left because he insisted that we pay in cash for everything until we left, and now we're in a place where we can safely pay card.
1: Uh, uh, that came out worryingly really quickly. Like,
0: well, now we have some karaoke. We split a pair of uh, chopsticks for yeah. me. Yeah,
1: that, that sounds good. Oh, split oh, pair.
0: For you, just please. open it for me. Yes. Okay, thank you. Can
1: you not do that?
0: Oh, holding the mic. Duh, duh. Ooh, do you li- do you listeners enjoy chewing? <laughs> See, of course they do. <laughs> mm,
1: this is what they
0: pay for. Of
1: course. Hold on, there we go. Oh you.
0: wow, you gotta you gotta chop these babies up. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Should we do like some crunch and?
0: Come by. Come by. like <laughs>
1: I it as, like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's still... Exactly. It's still pretty good.
0: Oh, I was just like hitting the squat.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. hmm
0: i am killing.
1: <laughs> yep, no. Like, so what... Also, we just got served by the most beautiful, gorgeous, absolutely amazing... Female presenting. I, I can't figure out what the deal is. It's a man. It's definitely a man. The voice. voice. Yeah,
0: he, he's a man, but he's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has very nice, long, um, like, bob kind of, like, very Japanese, like, high school girl. Mm hmm. Hairless shins. Mm hmm. Yeah. I think he's quite, he, he's very striking. Mm. Do you want to separate this in two for me? It's mm-hmm. a piece of chicken here.
1: Here we go. Go for it. <gasps>
0: All right. Wee!
1: Good work. That did come out like worryingly quickly. Though. <laughs> like no. we'd ordered, our drinks aren't even here. <laughs> no,
0: mm-hmm. we already ordered sure.
1: them. Oh my god. No, but look at the giant bottle of whiskey that they're pouring our highballs out of. Oh did you know that a highball was like a thing before you moved to Japan because I like, no
0: me nope. th- and this comes up on the show all the time because I tell people I'm drinking a highball they're like what are you drinking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I have to tell them it's like a made theme of the show it's like me explaining what a fucking highball is
1: no legit I had no idea but like in America it's so funny because I feel like in other countries right if you're like oh I'll have a highball you look a little classy yeah you know what I
0: mean and here it's the exact opposite it means you're like being a trashy little girl if mm-hmm. you get a, high, like, get a highball Mhm. hmm
1: mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, I'll eat it. Thank mm-hmm. you. Oh, I'm using my left hand with chopsticks. It's not. Okay. I'm going I'm going Alright, well, now we can properly come by. Come I'm still chewing though, so I'm gonna wait.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm still chewing. I totally took it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh
1: my god. Just behind you, there's a picture of like a woman's ass taped to like the cash register. Oh, I'd see it. Yeah. You should take a picture of that.
0: Yeah, I'm going to... But the artwork. Yeah, remind me to do it on the way out.
1: I will do. It's okay. staring at me.
0: So, let's talk about Kahara Tomumi. Yes. So, my experience with this pop singer, uh, she was introduced to me by my boyfriend, Rio, who uh, has a big affinity uh, for her in high school. hmm Maybe middle school as well, but anyway, she was like kind of like one of his foundational divas. Mm. It was all gay men you'll find that they have like their foundational divas. Of course. Right. For me it's probably like Wusade Higaru, mm. Bjork, Madonna. Who? Mariah? Absolutely not. No? That was my ex boyfriend.
1: Oh no. So I can't do it. Okay.
0: <laughs> no. And also she's like Miss Piggy. <laughs> I didn't-
1: have you seen the Mariah,
0: like, skinny memes? They're so funny. I mean, they're classic. That's a classic homosexual meme. Oh,
1: it's so good. I love this Homophobic dog.
0: You like the homophobic dog? No, of
1: course not. Oh,
0: thank God. I hate that thing. It's no. Like, it's evil. No,
1: one of my coworkers. she got homophobic dog. We have a latte art machine at Twitter. I'm allowed to say that, right? Will I get fired if I say that? We have a latte art machine at Twitter. I'll, I'll leap it out if you want. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> So we have, a, we have a latte art machine at Twitter where you can, like, upload a picture of anything and get it printed onto your latte. Uh-huh. And they, she did that for Homophobic Dog, and she, like, turned around and showed it to me. She was like, look at my little, like, homophobic dog latte <laughs> art. And I was like, oh. Wait,
0: you literally just She's just, gay, though. You just said the words Homophobic Latte Dog as printed on a coffee machine at Twitter, that is the most disturbing thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm oh, serious. It's so
1: bad, isn't it? Twitter
0: employees are printing out homophobic latte dog on their fucking lattes.
1: I printing out the fucking the picture of the dog looking at the camera, being like, "I know what you are."
0: Uh huh. <laughs> well, Kaho me.
1: <laughs> Back to Kaho to Tomomi.
0: This is Rio's one of one of his foundational idols, and. Um, he introduced me to her through the documentary TV series we're going to talk about later. But um, she comes from a group of J-pop royalty. So she's like one of the most important like singers of the era, except that she was basically a one-hit wonder. Mm-hmm. So I sent you two songs, which yes. were I Believe yes. and Keep Yourself Alive. Yes. What did you think about these songs?
1: Um. Well, <laughs> I'm really deeply uninitiated into Uh J-pop which
0: makes me wonder why I'm doing this episode
1: no it's because
0: (laughs) everyone listening to this has no idea what I'm talking about so they can empathize with you
1: alright okay so from the your
0: virgin experience from my
1: virgin experience of J-pop I will say that like oh our potatoes are here Uh, so
0: from uh,
1: from my virgin experience of J-pop there, there's a quality to it that you don't hear in western music. Very you know, true. Right? Yeah. Like, it's why I used to walk around, like, Shibuya and stuff. We were talking a little bit more about, like, how, you know, there's so many performances and stuff, and I would walk around with people who were, like, in AKY teachers, no interest in integrating with culture, no exposure right. to it before, and they'd be like, oh, they sound so bad, and it's kind of like, well, no, you just don't understand, like, the mm-hmm. style of it. But there is that kind of, like, almost whiny mm-hmm. quality to it. That, so that was one of my takeaways, but then also I was telling you about this earlier, that I was listening to Kara Tomomi for the first time yesterday when I was going through... Yeah,
0: because you listened to her debut album, Love Brace, as yes, well.
1: exactly that. So I was taking all of this in when I was intensely stressed and just discombobulated and felt so, like... Furious at the number of people that there were in Tokyo and just like... It happens, yeah. Right? And I just felt like that was the perfect mindset to go into to listen to it because it's like... I felt like it was like yearning but upbeat but like it's just all of this...
0: Wait, no. You just said it exactly right. Right? It is yearning but upbeat. (laughs) Yeah. And this is a quality that I crave in pop music. It's Mm -hmm. the homosexual music experience which is that (laughs) you want big, fast, exciting, shimmering, Mm -hmm. electronic pop music but you want it to secretly be about longing and unrequited trials of the heart.
1: Oh, yes. And
0: even if you, like, don't understand all the lyrics, you can really feel it in her straining, screaming, nasally voice. Yeah,
1: exactly. Again, it's the whining. It's like a kid who isn't getting something they want. It's just, like, there's... It's like somebody is throwing a tantrum at me, but, like, in a really beautiful-ish kind of way. Uh Uh-huh. And also, I, like feel connected to
0: it somewhat but also because like we throw tantrums right we, we throw tantrums we love I feel like one thing that really bonds us as friends is that we feel very extreme feelings about men
1: it's
0: because we're Leos exactly <laughs> and so and you is who, she so is she yeah, exactly we're all Leos
1: exactly
0: and so we are these girls in the world who are like feeling deep longing tragic emotion and when it comes out of your mouth you're intending for it to be profound and then what happens is it becomes nasal J-pop screaming yes and that's why I'm so infatuated with both the record and those two songs I mentioned
1: absolutely the love I would use to describe it thrashing
0: yeah absolutely thrashing around Thrashing. <laughs> now, there's a really essential component to the way the actual music sounds, Okay. and that's her producer. His name is Komura Tetsuya. Okay. And Komura Tetsuya, I'm saying it again for all of you English speakers back home. He is basically responsible for most of the biggest pop acts in Japan in the '90s. Yeah. So he produced for Amuro Namie Namiya. Uh, he was a founding member of the group Globe. Okay big deal uh-huh. and he has like this kind of like Eurobeat like kind of like fast loud electronic as an anthemic music right oh okay and he loves like doing like those English vocals in the chorus mm. and he was the one writing and producing all the music for her
1: did he produce the I'm proud
0: he produced every single song I sent to you oh
1: my god yeah
0: wow
1: okay I see that especially with that music video that you sent me which one was that for uh...
0: um the one today or the one yesterday yesterday
1: her music video, the one that was so beautifully nice. You know the one that starts... What eating?
0: is this sound going on over here on
1: the TV? I, I, I feel like it's a perfect What's Was it like the
0: bigger like electronic one when yes. they did with the pool? On yes. Keep Yourself Alive. Keep Yourself Alive,
1: that was the one.
0: Yes. Yeah. So he's in that video. He, he's playing the piano. He's the
1: one playing the keyboard? Yes, yes, I yes. I thought he would be so much older. Well,
0: because he's kind of sexy, don't you think? Yeah, a little bit. He has, he has big, like long, bleached blonde hair. Mm-hmm. He's very tall and slender. Mm-hmm. And... The big twist about him is while he was writing and producing all of um, Kahara's music, Mm -hmm. he was fucking her. So he was in this extremely intense sexual infatuation relationship with Kahara Tomumi this whole time. Wait, so how did that come about? I'm not quite sure what the back... History is for how it started, mm-hmm. um, but she had been kind of like an idol before uh, getting recruited into uh, TK, is what mm-hmm. people call him. Tetsuya, they call him TK. Mm-hmm. So before like TK had recruited her, she was like an idol, like a fashion girl, like yeah. appeared in a bunch of uh, I mean, still recording. we're good (laughs) so like he had done a whole bunch of that for her Mm -hmm. uh, after she had been an idol and that's basically how he recruited a lot of his um, like uh, J-pop girl muses Mm -hmm. is like uh, finding like idols that he found attractive
1: oh my god
0: and so he was in a very intense relationship with uh, Tomo-chan
1: yeah I
0: keep, oh my god, it's so hard to like keep saying names consistently. No, no, Tohara no, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. I'm laughing because Tomochan. For like your non-Japanese listeners who might be listening in, referring to somebody as Nani Nani-chan, especially like a diminutive version of it, uh-huh. is so infantilizing, so childlike. Like yeah. for example, like I'm to my mum, I'm Miho-chan or Mi-chan
2: mm-hmm.
1: or Mihochi. And it's like and what's worse is like referring to yourself as that in the first person is a very, very childlike thing to do.
0: Well I mean it's a very intentional move. Oh. And here's the thing. Um I sent you a video. You did and it was (laughs) You did. It was up. It was of Kahara Tomi in uh, Sanrio Puro Rando, which is the Hello Kitty Sanrio theme park. Yeah. And this video is crazy. Yeah. What did you think about it?
1: Okay, I have to like bust my vape out for this because honestly, Do I ahead. don't think I can talk about this without nicotine. So I'm going to be just... Alright, so... I... It was... I watched it and I had my hands over my face because it was just pretty...
0: Horrifying. It's deeply cringe in an actually terrifying way.
1: I look. Here's the thing. I, I don't think it's like a hot take to say that like there's this deep culture of like infantilization for Japanese Japanese women. Right. Like it's everywhere. We see it in the way that everybody presents, the way that you know you're like it's down to the way that you're meant to have sex. Like you're not really like. D- d- I feel like I'm going to take away from this with too many personal no, anecdotes. No, 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 no. Personal break, okay. great. Do it. Alright, because like, you know, it's like down to like, um, my ex-boyfriend used to live next to a love hotel uh-huh. and all the time all we'd hear is like women just shouting like, and it's like, yeah. but, but also, you know it's not those things. Oh, but yeah. that's what they've been culturally...
0: Instructed to do. Yeah. The, the idea for Japanese girls almost all the time is to be like, stop it, it hurts, no. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? When men hear that, it makes them feel very...
1: Masculine and big. You exactly. Know, yeah, tough. Right. And,
0: like, and I mean, I like to hear that, don't you? <laughs>
1: And then I was,
0: like, on top of the I got it. stop that it hurts. So I'd be like, whoa. I'm like, oh. Oh, Is that so? I'm such a manly, masculine, butch queen. What was the thing you called me one time? Bull dyke? I called you a bull dyke once. <laughs> I've never
1: forgotten it. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, but this whole video of her as they go to this Hello Kitty theme yeah. park is showing her and uh, TK, mm. who they're dating at the time. And she is so deeply infatuated with him. Can't you see it?
1: You absolutely can. And you know what, the, like, so she's clinging, the way that she's, like, clinging onto his arm for most of the day, and he's referring to her as tomo and she's referring to herself in the first person as tomo Chang. And which is such a... Nobody over the age of, like, five does that in Japan. And I know this for a fact because when I first moved here, I had kindergarten Japanese from my childhood. I refer to myself as miho wa kore, miho wa are, which is saying, like, miho feels this, miho is that. (laughs) Nobody does that shit. Ryo
0: still does. Oh, my
1: God, does he? Oh, cute.
0: It's a little different with men, though, I think. But anyway, continue.
1: True, true. And I might be speaking out my ass, but I have been told... I have observed that that's not a mature thing to do. But just to see that and, like brute voice the way she's throwing her head around screeching like purchasing every goddamn thing in the salary store and then when the goddamn Hello Kitty mascot comes out <laughs> yes oh my god that is when I entered the seventh layer. basically of
0: hell. what happens is a Hello Kitty mascot like a big mascot character she starts like screaming and gets embarrassed about interacting with she them. She's scared. And then she starts dragging Hello Kitty around and tries to drag Hello She's Kitty onto down the elevator. elevator, yeah, down the escalator. But oh she, my God. Hello Kitty mascot is too big to go onto the escalator, and like the staff has to explain to her. And the whole thing is like so uncanny and strange because you see this this girl who's so yeah. deeply in love with TK. She's hanging on his arm. She's staring at him with these huge beaming eyes every time he even acknowledges her and like seeing her do this like big song and dance about Hello Kitty in front oh of him. Oh my god. Oh Just to feed into
1: that super cutesy baby because like here's the thing is that like Hello Kitty is great but I don't think anyone gets that excited about Hello Kitty do they?
0: My mom did.
1: Maybe. Oh <laughs>
0: you're My your mom house. was fucking living boots when she went to Sanrio Puro Ranzo she was like <laughs> off didn't her you, shit. I do
1: not know you guys went to Sanrio Puro Ranzo. Oh we sure
0: did and also it was amazing and I fucking loved it.
1: I went when I was Fine.
0: I want to go again. Oh it's like God. the best place in the world, you know, actually. I
1: went to Disneyland when I was like 22 and I wanted to take a picture with like Marie from the Arist- Arist- Aristocrat So Bad Again, another mascot character. And I got embarrassed because I was wearing a gray turtleneck and like black jeans and I was an adult woman. And there were all these little cute girls lining up to take pictures with it. And I was just like, do you know what? This isn't for me. It's not. This wasn't designed for, for me, an adult woman. But no, the thing about the the dragging the of Kitty, when they're like that,
0: everyone's Kitty-chan. It belongs to everyone. That's you know, you can't take her just with you.
1: Exactly. And she when she's fully like. Nearly falling off the escalator, dragging her on, and then they take her hand and they slap it onto TK's arm, and they're just like, Hi, hi, there's your Kitty chan, there's your Kitty chan. Oh my goodness, I. I, get
0: it. I just go goosebumps. I know, she really did. But also, haven't you ever felt so in love with someone that you like feel like your entire world's spinning away from you and you just like get sucked into the void and you don't even know what you're doing? Like, oh my
1: god, that's like a Tuesday for me. Oh
0: my god, seriously. It's like it's like Wednesday at noon when I'm looking at Grinder or something, honestly. Literally, yeah. Literally.
1: No, I totally get it. I understand and
0: so see but seeing it happen that's where cringe comes from because cringe is embarrassing when you can envision yourself doing it right yeah and so that's why it's so painful to watch her do that
1: oh my goodness no but it's to the nth degree and you know what it is I also scrolled down to the comments because I was like surely everyone sees this for the display Oh no! Is. Of course not. No, literally, they were all like, oh, like, and like, which is basically like they're saying like, oh, you can just tell from her face she looks so happy. And I was like,
0: but you can. They're kind of right. You
1: can, but she's she's behaving like she's been kicked in the head.
0: Yeah, because I mean, like when you're so lovesick with someone, you can see it, and it's like horrifying and disgusting and big like, creepy, but like
1: how much of it do you think was lovesickness and how much do you think of it was no she it like, loved
0: him Ooh. no 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 she loved him and here's when we get into the music like I mentioned earlier he produced and wrote all of her songs right and the entire promotional rollout of Love Brace the album that we listened to it was all about their endless love bond on the cover are two rings uh, interconnected forever it's all these pictures of him holding her in, in his arms and her singing these songs about finding the force to live like keep yourself alive this huge you know emotional fast moving like Eurobeat pop song and uh, they were all written by him for her and it's all these songs expressing like her, like, desire to, like, fight to, you know, live her life, as well as to, like, deeply love him.
1: Oh, God. All
0: written by him.
1: Oh, no. It's,
0: like, the most fascinating power dynamic, and every single picture of them at the time, all of, like, the album artwork, is, like, them in, like, these deep embraces, just, like, in pure ecstasy. Endless rings connected to one another that will never be broken.
1: Oh, no. no. Oh, that makes me feel, like, a bit sick to my stomach.
0: I know, because she was convinced. Oh, no. She loved him.
1: What happened? You want to know? Yeah. Do I want to... Okay, wait, let me just take another sip of my drink. Yeah. Wait, should we get more? Let's... Let's do it. Let's yeah, same as that. Have a
2: don't think the year.
1: No, he didn't. We have to wait. Oh, we have to wait for gorgeous waiter to come back.
2: Wait, I've interrupted the flow.
0: No, no, It's dramatic tension because we laid the plot detail and now everyone has to wait until oh, we order our highball. No, but
1: here's the thing. It's like, while we're waiting for somebody to get, to capture our, t- like, to see us so we can order more drinks, I was already icked out when I, ah, semo on Ah, um, I was already icked out seeing all that when I was like oh she's that, that's a big act she's putting on for the cameras like, yeah 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 and you're right
0: Rio told me this as well like she is doing a character most of the time right but nonetheless I mean it, it, it's a character that is built in authenticity because you can tell that she well, loved him that's
1: what makes it worse is right. the fact that like that's a genuine display of affection. Oh, my God.
0: And then when you, like, listen to I Believe and, like, listen to, like, Keep Mm. Yourself Alive and you hear those songs and it's, like, these power... I mean, I don't know about you. When I listen to those songs, I start start spinning and twirling. Oh, yeah. I feel like myself, like, going, yes, keep yourself alive. And it's, like, this broken English, like, keep yourself ripe. And it's, like... But it's, like, it's because it's, like, broken English, because, like, the emotion is, like, this, like, false characterization, it's all the more true and, like, real, don't you think?
1: Yeah. It's, like, one of those things where, I, well, I suppose you could say that any music that just, like, kind of incorporates a bit of random English, and you understand, oh, speaking of, here is a man walking around with a guitar. Oh, no, he's going to start singing. And an iPad. Oh, wow. He's going to start singing right now. No, no, right no
0: please sing elsewhere. It's going to be so loud.
1: Yes. <laughs> Oh, man. There's
0: literally a man with like a strange smartphone contraption in front of him and an acoustic guitar.
1: It's a little bit like um, Dick Van Dyke's character from Mary Poppins with the one man band. Oh, wait, look at that guy. Which one? That guy? Yeah. One he oh, he just eyed you up.
0: I know, because I was eyeing him. Well, come by. Well,
1: come Wow. Well, well,
0: now that we've had our drink, I'll tell yeah. you what he did. What are you doing? He cheated on her. Oh, no for another one of his uh, musical prodigies oh, no. one of the lead singers of Globe I think her name is Keiko and their relationship immediately evaporated everything went right to shit and he stopped writing good music for her oh, no. he, he completely quit her songs became horrible everything after Love Brace is really bad oh no and uh, they broke up it was over She her career basically made a complete flatline and uh, she had been so in love with him that she developed a drug habit off no. of pills. She attempted suicide multiple times. No. And in Japanese media, there's like endless like footage of paparazzi cameras outside of her house, like waiting for her to come out after the nine one one calls.
1: No. Where does she live? In Tokyo. Like whereabouts?
0: I don't remember. Oh, man, because
1: I feel like that's part of it as
0: well. Yeah, but I mean, all of this is, like, happening in the shadow of Shubria where we are right now. Because, yeah. I mean, her career was, like, born in like, that Shubria music pop yeah. beat, where everything was happening so fast. And, like, what you get when you, like, revisit her music knowing that is, like, these really heartbreaking songs of, like, her, like, like lyrics written by her lover, who would ultimately give her the ultimate betrayal about... Staying alive and finding power within yourself to manifest your being, experiencing the deepest ecstasies of love. And now all that music is like this haunted, wretched shadow.
1: Oh no, so every time she has to perform her greatest hits, like.
0: Yes, every single time she has to sing one of those songs, she is doing it in the looming shadow of TK. Oh no, oh
1: no, oh no. Oh, that's upsetting. That is upsetting.
0: It's just tragic and I don't know something about the idea of love grace the idea of a love that is so infinite and you you cling to it forever and then all of a sudden
2: it's just you mean
0: you meant nothing to him yep. your character you made it the Sanrio theme park means nothing.
1: Like, she'd really... Oh, that waitress is carrying one of those pineapple drinks that we wanted to order. Oh God. The cash-only ones. So we can do it. We can Wait, do it. We have enough cash. Pay,
0: you're paying on card, I'm right? going to pay on
1: card. Let's get that on cash. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right.
0: So, do we have any <laughs> final thoughts about TK up to this point so far. So wait,
1: what is his situation now? Because she has like a up from Grace. Like, what's his right. deal?
0: And we're gonna go deeper into what happens next for her. Yeah. But, but what happens
1: to him? Like, what
0: happens to him is that you know after the '90s, his music career peters out. Uh, he gets arrested. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. He basically committed some pretty complicated tax fraud. Oh. <laughs> I think he went to prison. I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, he at least had to pay a fuck ton of money. Oh no. And um, I bet he got
1: passed around. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's hot as fuck.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God, did I ever tell you about the guy who had been to prison? No. Oh, my God. That was insane. Oh, another Thursday
0: night for a gay man, I suppose.
1: (laughs) No, legit, like, he went to Japanese prison for, like, fighting some guy. And he had, like, 12 girlfriends on the go. Like, and he called one of them to, like, bail him out. Which he eventually did. But all his other girlfriends went to visit him in prison. And that's how they found out about each other. Oh
0: my god. Because they
1: went to like write their names in the ledger. And they were like, sorry, this like this prisoner's already had a visitor today. And apparently five of them ended up going for coffee together. Because they met at the prison when they were trying to see this him. This is
0: someone you had sex with? Someone I had sex with. Was he hot? He was so hot. See, this is another fucking TK figure. Yeah. Men who are so naturally charismatic and beautiful that like oh women goodness. just end up letting their lives spin out of control for him. oh it.
1: absolutely and, and the girl who stuck around and bailed him out paid 300,000 yen which is I think 3,000 dollars just to yeah. get him out and when he was balls deep inside of me he was like should I get back together with her we're getting coffee tomorrow but I don't know and I was like for her safety no <laughs> for her no
0: oh my god But, I mean, that's, like, why I'm, like, so fascinated by, like, Tomo-chan is that, like, she's, like, literally, like, this, like, glistening emblem of, like, what it means to be so deeply in love Mm -hmm. that you let your life turn into this absolute, like, plastic monstrosity. And whenever you visit her music, even if you don't understand Japanese, like, you can hear the whole thing in her voice.
1: This is incredible. I mean, I suppose the finishing thing, I will say that, like, I found Love Brace to be, again, quite empowering in the moment before I knew the history and the drama behind it. But now it's
0: even more empowering for me. Do
1: you reckon? Yeah,
0: I do. Yeah? Because I feel like the idea that all of that is, like, rendered meaningless and, like, Mm. it was all a lie, it kind of makes it more true for me. Mm. Because, like, the fact that you know that it's not really attainable and that it's all fantasy. The fact that you can experience those extreme emotions and still reconcile it as like a fact of lies Mm. I think that's beautiful.
1: Yeah, there is that. I suppose there's an agency you can take away from it like but it
0: It's heartbreaking. It's
1: heartbreaking. Oh my goodness.
0: So, after our discussion of Kahara Tomomi's life and the deep, horrifying love affair at TK, we somehow are coming to something even more disturbing, if you can believe it or not. And what we're talking about is a 2000... Uh, it was filmed in 2000, came out in 2001. Uh, it's an episode of a Japanese variety TV program called Dempa Shonen. Or in dempa. I don't remember. I've had about five highballs now. <laughs> but with any, in any case, um, the show is infamous for torturing its guests. Um, they basically used to take a lot of nothing named comedians and uh, make them do honestly, like beyond the extreme activities, like long-form Nathan for you performance art. Like in the late 90s, um, they made two know nothing like comedians like. Uh, hitchhike across Africa. Um, they locked a uh, pair of two comedians in a room and they had to bet on baseball games. And every time the bet was wrong, they would turn the utilities off in their apartment for no. 24 hours until the next game happened. Oh
1: my god! And they would
0: only reveal a little bit of the mosaic with each game that was correct. So if they didn't bet correctly, they would be, remain anonymous forever. Um, there was another one where they got a, a comedian to try to live exclusively off of, like, convenience store lotteries. Oh, no. And um, they... He had no idea that he was, like, on a soundstage. He lived in one tiny room for, like, months and months and months. He had no idea that it was on a soundstage. And he'd been living in this tiny room, filling out, like, fucking convenience store labels for months and months... And then when he finally, like, won the challenge or whatever, they dropped the walls, and there was a crowd of 1,500 people here in Shubuya, right there. And he had, like, a panic attack on stage, because he realized...
1: Jesus Christ! Yeah. Oh, my God. Japanese
0: television is taking cruelty to new heights. Well, I mean, it's kind of just, like, Nietzschean and incredible how it's, like, America, like, itches to get this bad, you know? Like... It got pretty close to like like Flavor of Love and like those kind of like dating shows from like the early two thousands, but never to this extreme level. But Japan had already done it fivefold in the nineties.
1: Mastered it and had refined it and was pumping it out like Jesus Christ. You think about shows like nowadays like. Even something like my favorite reality TV program, F-Boy Island, which is Uh like an American one with Nikki Blazer hosting. Like, on the most recent season, like, a contestant had, like, a panic attack because she had to choose between two guys. At the end of the day, you're still sitting in a beautiful villa. You're not (laughs) being forced. You're, you you know, you're not having your entire worldview shattered. No, these
0: people were, like, living inside of, like, to the bar over there, like, about a meter behind you, and, like, to, like, here. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so, like, Japan, like, took its extremities to the fucking... Mm-hmm. And I kind of respect it. I mean, like, I feel like there is something that's correct about identifying the evil urge and oh, yeah. then just doing it instead of dancing around it.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you know that goes on behind the scenes as well. Right? Of
0: course, oh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, hugely. Because, like, I worked at... My first job when I moved to Tokyo was working at a Japanese television company. Uh-huh. And, oh my goodness, the... Cruelty that you see in front of like this topic does speak to me in the sense that, like, we I, I remember there was a day when we were just like shuttling in these young, um, sort of like, idol types and you know, just forcing them to perform in this tiny meeting room and stuff. And like, all the men around surrounding these, like, t- basically teenage girls yeah. were hideous hideous to work with, like, did you not, like, they would just, like, molest and harass the shit out of you, like, to the point where, when I was getting my background check for my, like, job at Twitter, and I had to reference this place, and they were like, hi, we can't get in touch with them, I was just like, yeah, yeah it sounds you probably, about right." You probably won't, yeah, no, oh my god, that could be a whole different thing, but I could go on with that for, about that for hours. I'll cap it off by just saying that, like, I know that the experience is horrendous because, like, first and first, you never leave, everyone sleeps in the office all the time, like, and when I left, one of my coworkers did a full naked striptease, and he was the one who manages all of the teen idols, uh-huh. got his full dick and balls out, had my name written on his chest in Katakana and on his ass, and then just put his, put his dick in everything in the office. Oh, I the would way. I would
0: die for that, by the way.
1: <laughs> I think a picture exists somewhere. <laughs> but yes. No, anyway. We're getting off topic-ish. But no, it's no, just No, no, but bad. I mean... That, means- that's, the, that's the toxicity of the industry. Yeah, you...
0: Yeah, I mean, the toxicity is, like, so concentrate that it's, like, almost, like, not toxic because it's, like, expected, basically. Oh, yeah. And I think that's kind of noble because at least, like, American and British reality likes to put, like, a nice, like, glossy layer on top of it. But they film these shows in these, like, Inland Empire, like, camcorders, like, these, like, digital cameras that are so ugly. Yeah. It looks horrific. You just are seeing, like, the rare, like, naked, like, lost highway truth of the whole thing. And it is... Horrific.
1: It's harrowing, especially what like, two minutes into... When I started watching the Komomi Kahara, like, episode yesterday, two minutes in I was already like, holy shit, no. Oh, oh yeah. God.
0: Now, what the premise of this uh, specific episode of the show is, is that they take Tomo-chan, who we just discussed in the last segment, and her having exited her, um, like, production contract with TK... She's, you know, at her lowest, fucking broke bitch. Like, she grew up quite spoiled. Like, she was very rich as a child. Do right. uh, you
2: want
1: to get one more? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, let's
0: go one more. So, that's, you know, some, you know, rich bitch who, like, never had, like, really that hard of a time in yeah. her life. She, like, basically had, like, her, like, path paved to stardom. Uh, yeah. She was an idol, and then she got recruited into making the love race and everything. But then you come to this TV special, and her being at the absolute bottom of her career, they say, you come on our show. And she said, okay, sure. And at first she thinks that she's being invited to perform a song on their show. And what she immediately finds out when they blindfold her, and the contract that she didn't read that she signed was, is that they are flying her to America. Mm -hmm. They're going to dump her in the California desert, and she has to make a debut in America before she is allowed to come to Japan. Yep. She has to make a musical debut, start her career over from scratch in America. And the documentary reality TV show that results of this challenge is honestly glistening high art. It is, like, it is unlike anything I've ever seen. It is terrifying. It is disgusting. It is morbid. It is surreal. It is empowering. It is beautiful. hmm no one knows about this this is by the way the first time anyone in the history of the world has talked about this on a podcast
1: amazing <laughs> and then, yeah. I think honestly
0: this is the first time that anyone has talked at length about Kahara as well but in this English
1: but the thing is I think that if an English translation or a subtitled version of this existed oh my god there was no way that you couldn't be completely honestly like how is this allowed to happen and
0: fast yeah I know the first time I watched it I was like beaming like just yep. like, in disbelief that like not only was this like allowed to happen but yeah. like there was like money behind it and like production involved and like oh it's crazy and it's it's grotesque it is grotesque when you were messaging me about it originally you oh, said yeah. it was like the what the bear it's, it,
1: it is a modern day bear pit. yeah yes. it's a
0: fucking bear pet yes
1: absolutely
0: you know, people are always like, oh, the Hunger Games, like dystopia, like da 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 But, like, the Hunger no, Games... No, oh, no. The Hunger Games <laughs> is far too literal. Yeah. It's like killing each other on reality TV is too literal. Yeah. What's much worse than that is having the phantom of your ex-lover mm-hmm. who abandoned you for another girl, having been suicidal, strung out on pills, mm-hmm. at the lowest of your career, and then asked to, like, do it again yep. in a different country, in a language you can't speak. Yup. Oh my god! It is true humiliation, and like the the thing that like really inspires me about this is that ultimately Kahara wins. Like yeah. she doesn't like lose to the situation, but the path there is the most harrowing TV I've ever seen in my life.
1: Just like, and you know the thing about this the ritual humiliation of Kahara Komumi is that it happens from ten seconds in, literally when they approach her when she's still in like her normal everyday she's a big
0: horse girl so Literally, she's riding her horses she's
1: riding her horses and they come up to her and the first thing that comes out to her, of her mouth they immediately begin dissecting her reaction they're like oh that's weird why did she react like that you already know they're not on her fucking side yeah and then when they pull out that blindfold and she's in the <laughs> fucking minivan on the way to the airport being like are you serious and she, they're just like yep all the way to America
0: Oh, my God. What's really amazing is that she's like, yep, I was expecting you to come. This, like, show that is, like, based on ritual oh. humiliation. It's so tragic because she thought she was being invited as a musical I cast. know, I
1: know. Oh, my God. And then the 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 way it begins with that 60 kilometer walk from
0: where where do they drop her okay so what happens is is that they like after everything is agreed upon and she's like ready to go they fucking blindfold her put her on a plane blindfold her again take her in a truck and then drop her in like the desert of southern California in front of like a restaurant and this girl this Japanese spoiled brat cannot speak English yep She's better than you think. Yeah, she can. She has survival English. Oh, she has please. She oh, <laughs> don't start. They like literally like she like goes in and like the first thing out of her mouth is like uh no money, water please. Yep. She says no money, water what up, please.
1: And she says it tastes better than a beer. Oh my god, which is. So, and you know the thing is that that always strikes me because, like, so I have, like, a big production background. Like, I study film and TV productions. So I made a bunch of, like, television programs and, like, I actually helped to, like, plan a Japanese TV program in England when yeah. I was there. So when I watch something like this, I do think about all of the production logistics that go into it. And I think one of the things that struck me as especially hideous is the fact that, like, These TV programs don't happen by accident. A camera doesn't happen to be shooting her at the right time. She's not perfectly mic'd up for the exact moment, you know, spontaneously. What it is, is that this crew that is out there is being paid to be there. Not only that, they probably have an on-location production manager, a producer of some kind who can speak some English, who is coordinating their travel and coordinating that to make sure that they can get to where they need to so the thing is that but she is utterly helpless because there is yes. no element of this is not the kind of reality TV show where they're like oh here's a trial and tribulation you have to go through oh no you did it in a way that feels like inorganic they really put this woman through the ringer when you know for a fact that the probably three to seven person crew that were following around her around and making this happen, were probably getting put up with regular meals, of getting course. put up with hotels, being transported everywhere they needed to go, had the level of translation required to help them navigate a difficult cu- like culture that they didn't understand. It that is what fucks me up is just the fact that like she didn't get any of those resources. And no, and they they health. refused to help her. She no.
0: regularly like in the especially in the beginning, she's like. Because when they give her money, they give her about a thousand U.S. dollars, but it's not in U.S. currency. No. They give it to her in Japanese yen. Yep. And she doesn't know what to do. Yep. She doesn't know where to convert it. And what, she goes into a bank and is like, change money, please. And like, they won't do it. They're like, And okay, this is a big component of the show. Is like her interactions with like regular American people. Yep. Because for English speakers, it's a very different experience because you see all these people who are, like, definitely baffled by this, this like, cute Japanese, like, 23, 26-year-old girl my yeah. age.
1: Oh, God.
0: I know. Who's, like, just, like, so charming and this like, change money, please. And, like... <laughs> and, like... <laughs> Oh, my God. And it's, like, all of these, like, Americans, like, in the year 2000, a completely different landscape, who are just, like, totally baffled and frustrated and annoyed by her. Yep. And before, like, we even get anywhere, it's just, like, her, like, relying on the kindness of strangers. She gets, like... She has to get to L.A. Is what she ultimately figures out. And, um... From, like, Texas. Like, I don't... I think it's... I'm pretty sure she's in California. Oh, is she? It's either California or Nevada.
1: Oh, my God. But
0: they never say.
1: No. And I was
0: looking out specifically for license plates, and I couldn't mm. see anything. But I'm, like, almost sure it's California. Oh, but man. But she gets, like oh it made me feel patriotic because like these like nice white American like fat people who eat yeah. McDonald's like oh sure like this girl can sleep in my house tonight yes oh my god it's yes. so sweet they let her fucking sleep in the house and like <laughs> she tells the little boy yep. whose bunk bed she's sleeping on she says nice bed though <laughs>
1: Oh, that literally made me scream. And then what does the camera crew do with that? Oh, they shoot a shot of her oversleeping, by which she sleeps in past 9.30. 930.
0: And they're like, well, the, the mother of the house is leaving, We've got to get out. So eventually she makes it to LA, and her plan to make her musical debut is one of the most lynching things I've ever seen in my entire life. It is unbelievable. In her little pack of supplies they give her, they give her a... Fascinating device. It is a microphone tape recorder speaker combo with a handle. (laughs) I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen anything like that. And so they give her that. And what she does is she basically wanders around to every music, like, what is it called? Like
1: every record label. Yes,
0: she goes to every record label in LA. And it's like, you know what she says? She goes up and she says, I am a Japanese singer. American debut please
1: and of course their security old guards old? are all just like it's know.
0: so amazing it's like all of these like overweight black women <laughs> literally like, <laughs> like literally every single like security guard at all of these like record labels oh is like, God, yeah. like a heavy black lady and they're like you know if we take that we gotta throw it in the trash you know yeah. when she tries to give them a no, demo tape
1: No, that one she didn't even she have it, a no, demo no. tape
0: yeah yeah oh, yet. Yeah. Give me your vape.
1: Here, here you go. No, it's hilarious because, like, basically, I feel like the buildup to her realizing that she needed to have a demo came from when she approached a random man at a bus stop selling CDs, and she goes, "You are a producer," and he goes, "Yeah, I'm a producer." And it's this like gangly white dude in a Hawaiian. Gay
0: guy, by the way. Oh, is he? So clockable. Oh. Man. But okay, it's amazing that she's just like in the California heat. She's staying yep. at a fifty dollar motel. And when it shows the shots of her motel Oh my god It's fucking desolate Oh
1: yeah
0: It's a horrific mm-hmm. And she's just is like marching out of that to like wander yep. like on foot mm-hmm. through LA with no money yep. like asking like just American c- debut please
1: Oh my god Just going through the yellow pages and being like okay I need to find a record label I think what really hurt my heart was when she was like well I'm with she Warner ah, Gosh, she 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 When she's like I'm with Warner Music in Japan so I just oh. have to find the Warner Music in America And she just immediately, again, rejected at the
0: door. Because she ultimately decides to make the the record, the the demo tape. And she finds like one of probably at the time four Japanese karaoke shops like in the whole city. And what she does is she goes and she sings her own songs on karaoke. Not very well. No. No. Mm. Not great. And she puts on a free tape. (laughs) and she keeps trying to like get like these black ladies and
1: <laughs> to take them and they won't <laughs>
0: they won't do it. No.
1: Which is that's their job. I know, and they hate
0: it. They're like oh, I'm gonna throw it in the trash if you give it to me. Not for me. And uh, it gets to the point where she's so crushed by tragedy that she locks herself in her motel for a whole day and refuses to talk to production, she won't well open the door she says, Kill Yamate. Yes.
1: Yeah. No and they and they film this really Like harrowing shot from across the way of just her motel window unmoving in the night and they're just like I played the game taken away. And they're just like, Today she has not come out at all.
0: Yeah.
1: And the shot every up to that point, every single time they film her getting into bed, fully clothed, with her sunglasses still like hooked onto her shirt, she's like doing her best to keep her camera face on, but there's just this like deadness.
0: After about a week, she stops wearing makeup. Did yeah. you notice that? Yeah.
1: And that's a week into the process?
0: Yeah, it's like only a week, and she's still trying to do this record label thing.
1: How long was this whole thing for? Six months? It
0: was about five or six months, yeah. Oh my they arrive in America in August, so it's like dead heat. Oh, geez. She also has about three outfits that she wears the entire time, and the one in the summer is like this, like... What it, it's not—it's like it's like a t-shirt. It's a white t-shirt. It's like Abercrombie and Fitch yeah, or a something. A white t-shirt
1: and jeans.
0: And she wears that and nothing but that the entire time. As her skin, like she like looks like pristine Japanese geisha princess when she arrives and like. At first, she's getting a little darker, but I yeah. mean, later, no change. By
1: the end. Oh, wait, but we should... Yeah, but We're like, getting ahead of ourselves. I know, but
0: it's just, every single detail of this is, like, so viscerally and texturally shocking. Like, oh. when you mentioned that shot of, like, them, like, slowly zooming into her hotel window. Oh,
1: my God. The voyeurism. It's, the oh, lat- my God. The compo- and the way that they intercut it with an earlier episode. This is how I found out that this was not a special this is how I found out that they, did, like, what, what's the program called? Den, dem, it's
0: Dempa Shonen Denpa or Shonen Dempa. I can't remember which it is. Either
1: or, the way that I found out that the show was, like, episodic was when they were, like, intercut that shot with, like, a VT from a different episode where they'd done this to someone else and they
0: ran away. Right. Because they they basically did another American challenge with someone and they they had a very similar situation where they tried to go into the motel room and it was empty and dilapidated when they went in. Yep. But...
1: Imagine escaping out the window.
0: Despite all of these challenges in which, like, she cannot cope with, like, all of, like, these people, like, rejecting her tape, she wakes up the next day and opens the door and says, Ohayou gozaimasu! Good morning with the brightest, happiest face you've ever seen. And it's the same... Ganky, like lively face that she had when she the, was dating in, TK. Oh my
1: god, from the Samuel video.
0: Yes, exactly. She is such a pro at curating her personality, it's unbelievable. Yep. Could, imagine if someone dumped you in fucking Rwanda. I mean, okay, that's probably not quite comparable. No, I, I mean it.
1: It, well, I one thing that struck me with this program is I was like, if you did the opposite and Maybe it wouldn't apply so perfectly well, but imagine taking someone Amish and then dumping them in Japan
0: and just That's being, like exactly figure it, it, it out. Figure it out. Yeah. Oh my God! Literal emotional panic attack, breakdown, psychosis in yeah. two hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She yeah. makes it a full like two weeks before she even has like a day where she's like in horror. Yep. And then she wakes up the next day. Oh how oh, oh, are And the
1: producers sitting there going,
0: oh, geki Ah, Oh, oh my God! She eventually Ugh. figures out after, like you said, talking to the gay record producer that she meets <laughs> outside a of a bus stop, wielding CDs. Uh, he says, "What you need to do is you can't just be running into record label yep. offices.
1: You, you need
0: to like try to audition for a band or do some clubs or something." Yeah.
1: Um. And he says, "You need to sing in English," yes, which is a recurring theme.
0: Oh my God! Oh my god, because she, like she's so like Amish, like you said, that yeah. she doesn't even realize that one, she needs to sing in English. Number two, you can't just walk into a company and be like, hello.
1: American debut, please.
0: And I was mentioning to this to Rio, I'm like, why doesn't she say, I am famous Japanese singer. Yeah. Hiru Izu, out of Yeah. And like, put her album on the table. Like, Literally, find a copy.
1: Just bring one of those, bring a
0: poster. Read your tape of you. I mean, here's the thing: 2000 America to get your hands on a Kahado Tomomi CD must have been close to impossible. Because I remember, like when it was like 2008. Yeah. Anytime I wanted to listen to a Japanese song, I had to fucking torrent it. Oh man. You think she knows how to torrent something? That's how deep your J-pop
1: obsession goes. Oh yeah. Dear, 2008. Yes, you were in the trenches. I was.
0: I was in the warfare, World War One.
1: Reading Johnny's of
0: fiction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you want to know what we're referring to, you can subscribe to Patreon, five dollars a month. You can hear about Johnny's fan fiction. You, yes. you need to hear. It or you don't get what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but ultimately, she does realize that she has to like audition for clubs and yeah. stuff, and uh, she starts uh, learning to buy copies of spin magazine at the newsstand and start like combing through and there's all these like dejected shots of her no makeup same t-shirt as like four days three days two days one day before and she's like on like phone phone booth like fucking pay phones in LA like trying to like get people to pick up the fucking phone yep I think she gets her first lead there, right?
1: That is how she eventually goes to audition for something. And then the hurdle comes of them saying, well, what are your contact details? Do you have an address? Do you have a phone number? And
0: then she realizes, I don't have a phone number, and I don't have an apartment. And so she walks into a fucking real estate agent, and it's like, I want a pato, please. <laughs> and they're like, okay, how much? And she's like, and they're like, where? And she's like, harryuado. And they're like, okay, how much? And she says...
1: And the lady just looks at her and goes, oh, it's probably going to take two to three days, which, to be fair, that's normal. That's quick. But then my favorite part is when Tomomi just turns to this woman who's, like, trying to find her an apartment and goes, I stay with you, okay?
0: I stay with you? Okay. Okay. And she's she's so shocked by the audacity of this request that she doesn't even know what to do. And she looks at this, like, lesbian punk girl. Oh, my
1: God, yes.
0: Yes, there's like a lesbian punk realtor. Yeah
1: I love lesbian punk realtor.
0: I love her, and then she's like, "Yeah, you can stay with me." She invites in her, her party den in the most dilapidated LA house. We have like a barbecue party. She drives her around They get her an apartment. Tommy gets blackout drunk. She gets blackout drunk, downing fucking glasses of wine and burping. And it's like, okay, imagine that you were dumped in here. And like two and a half weeks of tragedy, and finally, someone is giving you alcohol for free. Honey, blackout 40 seconds after, I would drink five bottles in a yeah. row.
1: Oh, entirely.
0: Seriously. And the
1: way, and again, it just goes to show the cruelty and the callousness of the production crew that there, there's no empathy for this woman having a hard time and being pushed into this. Are going to do anything for her? No, what do they do? They slow zoom on her face. As she's passed out in a picture.
0: As she's like dancing around like a fucking stupid bitch. Like, it's incredible. Oh my God. And then she moves into her apartment, which is one of the main settings of the show. And is by far the strange... The fact that there is like a two and a half hour reality show that prominently features an empty carpeted room with nothing inside of it. She never gets furniture. Never. She never buys one piece of furniture. The most she does... Well, we'll talk about it later. But like... She sleeps in a sleeping bag on the floor of a carpeted apartment. Yep. After the first time she moves in, she doesn't realize she has to sign an electric contract yeah. and she like buys a ton of groceries and she's like, Oh, there's no dinky
1: <laughs> And she just is this de- dejected sort of like oh. Again. <laughs> oh my god, you know what else was the main character of that apartment? The cementel. The sink. Because that is the where what? the sink. Semenjo, oh yeah. Because that is where she from periodically throughout the show when she gets hit with another wave of fucking torture and rejection and her being just completely and utterly thrown aside the production crew goes ah and now Tomami-san goes to the sink and she just locks herself in the bathroom and you just hear her sobbing
0: yep you hear her coughing sobbing screams locked yep. behind a door in this apartment with not a single thing in it
1: when you know that entire production crew is probably staying in a pretty oh, yeah. Hotel down the road.
0: The fact that like j- j- like Japanese TV was just like, yes, fund this, and they're like we are going to like rape a woman and like leave her in a fucking apartment. Rape it's amazing. is the word. No, it's like seriously like molestation and oh, rape.
1: Hugely, a six month long American rape <laughs> in the blistering LA heat, where all she can say is please. American debut.
0: She runs out of money about now. Yeah she has to get a part-time job. They spend about two weeks of this show watching her go to every single American business. She goes to taco stands. She goes to antique stores. She goes to laundry businesses. No one will give her a job because she she shows up and she says, um, part-time job, please? And they always go, Oh, we don't have any. No, sorry.
1: See, that is how I knew that this show wasn't staged. Because when I was, like, helping to organize shoots for Japanese crews overseas... They go look ahead of time. Mm Well, absolutely that. Because what is it is that they want to create this atmosphere of, like, authenticity by being like, oh, so especially for, like, Sekai Michi Aruki, which is the one I worked on, where the whole concept is, like, you go to a different part of the world and you get taken around by a local, Uh but the camera crew approach it as if they have walked up to this random person who just has a really interesting local profession and now they're having like a little chat with you and showing you their business or whatever yeah 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 that is decided so far in advance because obviously you need to get permission to come in yes. and all this kind of stuff that is how I knew that this show was not stage I know the way that they wander in and all of these people are warily looking at the camera like I think one of my favorite things for that Showed that unstagedness, how much they really threw her in the fucking deep end is when she was asking. This is like a lot earlier, but when she was asking that guy in the pawn shop about how to get... I
0: forgot about that. Yes!
1: Oh, my God, the guy with the huge like, Hulk Hogan-ish moustache. Yes. When she's like asking him how to get to Los Angeles from wherever the fuck they are. And he's just holding this receipt in his hand and this woman just walks past and she just... And just
0: snatches it out.
1: Yep. No time for them at all. They really threw this woman oh, and like, into the deep end. There's
0: like, two shots in the whole thing where you can mm-hmm. see the camera. It's like a fucking handheld camera. Yeah, yeah. With like, one mic on the end. And she's not mic'd. No. They just put this fucking camera there. And it looks like artistic because yeah. it looks like, like vaporwave garbage. Like mm-hmm. honestly, um, she has to sell her mother's gift of diamond uh, pierced earrings. She has to pawn them off so she can afford her apartment.
1: Oh my god, that moment! Her, was...
0: And she said that her mom bought them for her to protect her. And
1: oh. they were beautiful earrings.
0: Beautiful. I know. And she
1: gets
0: six hundred dollars. She wanted a thousand. Then she's like. 700, please. More, more, more.
1: <laughs> oh my god. And in the end, he only gives us 600 because he goes, Well, because you said please.
0: I know. It's just insane. <laughs> So, we just finished our meal at...
1: the Sh- Park.
0: That's right. And now we're going to go to the... Oh, there's a sleeping person. Oh, look, there is a sleeping person. Should we interview him? Yes,
1: hello, sir. What are your thoughts on... Oh, wow, why is his hand so
0: good? Oh, He's snoring. Oh,
1: should we go in and get some ASMR?
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, we're going to um the infamous Shibuya foreigner family mart yes
1: we're gonna to go to Sentagai family Mall. yes which I think has become the new symbol of Shibuya in a way
0: I completely agree with that yes. recently I saw on um, one of the Japan life reddits or whatever which I like begrudgingly check out of like just to make bitter sure everyone's curiosity a, a, yeah because I like to watch people struggle and fail oh yeah
1: you which is me. why I
0: like this uh, Tomo-chan program as oh, well oh my god yes but like yeah I like was recently reading it and like they are like, why do people stand outside of that convenience store and drink? And I'm like, because it's funny. Yep. <laughs> it's, like, amusing to do that. Oh, yeah.
1: And you can tell by the face of all the staff that work there that they're so sh- sick
0: of it. Just so sick of it.
1: Oh, my goodness. I have
0: never been anything but well-behaved in the store.
1: Oh, but this is the thing is that they, they don't know that.
0: No, because then I go outside and then I misbehave. Mm-hmm. But, like, inside I'm a good girl. Yes. Yes. So, okay, I think up to where we had got to in our conversation about uh, the Denpa Shonen episode is she's secured her apartment. Yeah. Uh, She's realized that she has to
1: audition. Audition. Karaoke tape. Yes. Or at least a tape of some kind.
0: Right. And there is an especially inspiring and shocking shot where it shows her understanding that she has to sing in English. She performs. Madonna's Like a Virgin oh. 13 times in a row. Oh, God. Trying over and over again to get the song to sound right. Yep. And the total amount of tries it takes to her is 18. Yep. That is a that is a three and a half minute song or so. She was like singing that song for like a grand total of like an hour. Like a virgin. Over and over again. Is that not a beautiful shimmering image?
1: I just... You know what it is? It's just... The fact that her voice, when she's doing it, it actually does... Like, one thing that struck me about this is that, like, her voice does sound quite beautiful, in fairness. No, she
0: has a nice voice.
1: But it's the fact that... And I totally understand this. She just can't get the pronunciation to sound right. No. But she doesn't even know. So it...
0: What is that?
1: That is... Ooh, okay.
0: That's our...
1: We're watching a video of a woman pop and locking. To oh, like a p-
0: black person. Holy shit. Oh, and some Japan people. <laughs> oh, what
1: is that symbol? Oh, now it's
0: a boss ad. <laughs> Let's walk away from that. It became suddenly very uninteresting. Yeah.
1: No, but I think what it is is that, like, she's sort of like. Uh, unless you speak both Japanese and English, or at the very you even if you just speak English and you see her doing giving it her freaking all. You understand it from both ends, because you're like, of course that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. When you know the difficult, like, you know how hard it is to pronounce Japanese. Oh god, you yeah. you an authentic accent when you were a native English speaker, flipping that round into trying to make Like a Virgin sound... Not Japanese Sexy,
0: compelling And not like a Japanese woman Is singing it yep. Basically a miracle Impossible task That she does not succeed at With
1: no resources available Of course it comes out As this beautiful Garbled mash Where you can tell The vocals are good But you cannot tell What she's singing about
0: Well the other amazing thing Is that she's constantly Singing in the Japanese style yep. Where it's like They go ah! You know what I like mean? We
1: the whining yearning. Yes,
0: it's like the whining yearning. They, they, they'll hold her note and they're like,
1: Waaaaaah!
0: Exactly. like a vibrato right after that. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And so people, like, she doesn't realize that's like not really how Americans sing. Nope. And so it just like, when she does it, she goes, <laughs> Like a virgin, that's the very first time! That's
1: actually dead on and also the best you've ever sounded. <laughs>
0: no, I'm telling you, I'm much better at Japanese karaoke than I'm. It,
1: like, I'm actually kind of shook.
0: I'm kind of shook too. That sounded That like was kind actually. Of like, should we wait. set up? Oh my god, wait. Wait. <laughs> wait. wait. Major. Oh my god,
1: Tomomi san?
0: Tomota? Uh, Tomota? So we are now walking into the bit. We just uh, crossed. Uh, uh, scramble Yes And now we are walking Into the depths of Shibuya Yes
1: We're heading towards SentaGuy Family Mart we're In our sight
0: A lot of men
1: A lot of men A lot of men Very red in the face With their satchels
0: <laughs> I know that All of these like little ja- Oh look It's a, it's Tinder Oh yeah Look at that store It's not having a great time Wait, It's completely what? empty what? Of everything Store
1: for Tinder? Tinder store? What?
0: Um, yeah, so she realizes all of this. Her singing voice is, like, disastrous. Yep. Uh, she makes the tape, um, and she starts reproducing the tape with... Uh, oh, this oh. is where she gets a part-time job. Yes. Now, this is special, because we were mentioning earlier, she went to all these places, but she doesn't get a part-time job until she shows up at a car wash. Yeah. And so she has to wash cars outside all day with a hose, and... This is where you see her beautiful Naka no geisha like beautiful Japanese woman, geisha complexion, yeah, like white porcelain doll yep. become black. <laughs> like she becomes like fully like a black woman.
1: Standing in the sun all day just pointing this hose, the way the guy's like, well we'll give you a trial shift, I guess. And we'll see how it goes. And then but that actually is one of the most heartwarming
0: parts of the documentary. Oh I completely agree. When her- she finally gets a job and she goes that <laughs> Oh my god! Because she's been trying so hard. To, oh, wow! Foreigner Family Mart is like completely unoccupied at the moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh well.
1: A t- it's a l- oh no no no! If you look over oh, there, you'll over see there. a big group of men in the stand- military.
0: Oh, let's go talk to them.
1: <laughs> you want to talk to them about your po- for your podcast about J-pop?
0: Yeah, Mike. What do you think about Kahara Tomomi?
1: <laughs> Please don't. I'll sleep with one of them.
0: Oh dear! I know you will. This episode ends with you getting railed on air, like in the alley. <laughs> oh my. Oh, Jesus. It's so crowded in this. <laughs> I think that's the third time I've had to do that on the show today. Oh, this is so up.
1: I'm, Yeah. I'm loving how I feel like it's very true to form.
0: It is. We're, it's completely real. Oh, are you just going for a hafu?
1: Oh, man, but it's a 9%. See, here's the thing. That's is 9%. that like hmm.
0: uh, That's number four.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm good for this guy. Maybe a hafu.
0: Okay, Here, let me think about the consequences of what's going to happen to me tomorrow. Mm. If I get too drunk, I'm going to do bad at my job. Mm. Let's not do that. Okay. okay. Let's, let's drink these slowly. Nine, but
1: you're picking a 9%, which is over a 7% highball. Yeah,
0: well, what you going to do?
1: What are you going to do? It's true. It's all for the entertainment value. But no, while we're talking about her car wash job, can we talk about that one customer who just comes to see her sing?
0: Yeah, there's like, well, I think he's Indian. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <laughs> oh, just oh, oh, dear. Oh, let me get these. It's fine. Oh, are you serious? It's totally fine. Don't, oh, don't so see. sweet. Oh, then.
1: Okay. 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 Just got me f- fucking up my, uh, method of payment about $2,000 in a
0: row. Arigato gozaimasu. <laughs> no,
1: okay. So, like... I mean, we are getting slightly ahead of ourselves, but also it's only relevant to the car wash story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's perch somewhere. Let's perch after the Wendy's. That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. So, he like shows up and he's. because she is singing her little heart out, just trying, while washing cars, singing, of course, her own original Japanese music. And this guy just, like, has this big beaming smile. And he's like, yeah, I want to hear you sing. And it, it, at first, you're like, oh, that's endearing, I guess. he came for like, you know, he's, like, trying to support her.
0: But then he comes over Cheers. and over again throughout the course of the series. Yep,
1: just to stand there with his hands in his pockets, smiling at her. Completely
0: nodding. unrelated to his ethnicity or yep. nationality. Just Cheers. Come fine.
1: Cheers. Definitely
0: not. Oh, can you Asian squat? Mm-hmm. I can't really.
1: Can, you can still need a new duffel bag.
0: Yes, I don't think there's anything in there except for cigarettes, so...
1: You need to give your listeners context for what we're doing right now.
0: So, right now, we just walked outside of the family mart that's usually populated by foreigners. We're standing on the busy street. I mean, this is a Tokyo no Imeiji. It's like a bunch of big flashing billboards, endless neon signs advertising Burger King, karaoke, karaoke, McDonald's, McDonald's... Torikizoku. Oh, Torikizoku, a classic. Mm -hmm. Um... Lots of men, some trendy girls.
1: Oh yeah, a salary man with his backpack strapped across his front.
0: Yep, he said I got to keep that right and tucked.
1: To our left, we have a group of American military men stood in an alleyway.
0: And good for them. And good for me. Mijo's getting horny. (laughs) I gotta put my fucking ass on the ground. Who gives a shit? Why not? Why not? Uh, The car wash job is especially horrific Mm -hmm. because watching her stand outside in the sun all day as she's, like, literally just, like, getting burnt to death and, like, washing cars, probably doing the first manual labor job of her entire life.
1: And getting paid $50 a day for it.
0: I feel like it's not a lot of money.
1: It goes in for about eight hours of work.
0: Wow. (laughs) And she works, like, three days a week?
1: I think she works a little more. More?
0: I think at first she used to work more, but then after she didn't. Are
1: we jumping ahead of the timeline? If we talk about the time where she spends all night translating her song.
0: (gasps) We can just go there. Shall we? So basically, she ultimately realizes, like we said earlier, she has to do her songs in English. So she just like flat out asks like... She keeps getting, like, rejected at clubs because she realizes she has to audition at clubs and, like, do night events there.
1: This is the timeline of it. So she sends off one of her Like a Virgin tapes to a record company. Yes. And she sends it with this letter, and it's so earnest that says, I am Japanese singer.
0: I love to sing. I
1: love to sing. Please consider me. And eventually, one of them gets back to her, and they try and set her up with a gig at a club. And the club owner. Oh,
0: God, we got our Yes, about this. we
1: do, we do, we do, because it leads to the whole trance. Oh, my goodness. But it le- the club owner is like, All right, I want to hear you sing. And she sings, starts singing, uh, what is it? Like, Proud.
0: Oh, she sings, I'm proud. I'm proud. Ah!
1: I'm proud. That's the only song she sings throughout this whole thing.
0: That's I'm the only, proud. It, I think that's honestly the only song she has like like confidence in, like truly singing. Yes. and it's one of her worst songs.
1: Oh my god!
0: I, I, I like skip it. Like I don't like it. But like she literally like sings only that song over and over. Oh again. Oh my
1: god! And she sings it for the club owner, and he's and like, she
0: takes out that microphone handled contraption every time and goes.
1: I'm proud. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I should know the word that came after that, because I had to translate. But anyway, no. So, like, she sings that for the Claverna, and he gives her homework, which he's like, okay, you have to learn three English songs. And I'm pretty sure one of them is,
0: like, Country Roads. It's not Country Roads, but it's it's basically the same thing. There's one that's like, I'm a... Free woman. But that's not it. That's a Lady Gaga song. She says, I'm a something-something woman.
1: Is it the, each morning I wake up?
0: Yeah. Nope, that's not it no. either. No.
1: Fuck, what was it? It was so American. Oh, that's going to bother me. But the homework of her having to learn how to sing
0: those English... What she does is she tapes the lyrics to her wall. And in then, her
1: dilapidated... In her dilapidated
0: part with no furniture at all. And is like... I really hope that the like absurd Im- like, imagery of this is registering because it is a Japanese woman in a fucking empty apartment in-, in L.A. with no furniture, only carpet, with American song lyrics taped to the wall, and she's holding a microphone contraption and just doing it over and over again and failing every time.
1: No, and you know what else? What kills me is that when she listens back on the recording and she goes to the lyric and she does that that little arrow intonation for whether it goes up or down in terms of... I do that with my Japanese textbooks. I do too. Right?
0: My Japanese teacher used to do that as well.
1: Yep. And it's heartbreaking because obviously... If she cares. A, if, well, it's heartbreaking because she cares. But if there's an English speaker on set, which there definitely is, because, like, nobody in the crew... Okay,
0: but that staff guy, when at one point they go into an office and he's like, oh, camera, okay. I honestly think that, like, the camera guy didn't speak much English at all. No,
1: but this is what I mean. Is I feel like the majority of the crew, having worked in crews like this, like, basically my, my past, like, terrible assistant directing job with like, that television company I was talking about, I only got hired because I'm bilingual. Yeah. So most of the time in these environments nobody speaks any English but you have to have somebody on the ground who at least speaks a little bit of English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you this much. The person who, who was on set who actually spoke a bit of English did not
0: help this girl no, one bit. No, at Because at the
1: end of her rehearsing and so meticulously trying to notate.
0: Oh, she is singing the songs at her job. Yeah. She has her mic on the job and mm-hmm. as in one hand she has the hose to wipe down yep. the cars and in the other she has her mic and she's going like I'm a a, a woman.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, I wish I could remember what the songs were. They were so, so American.
0: But, like, at the end of that, she goes to the club after this guy has promised her a gig. After he said, try harder, get your, like, pronunciation. Do these three songs. But the thing is, is that he puts her with this band, and they do it out of key. Yeah. They play it too low. And she sings and only one person claps in the whole audience of the club. It is one of the most horrendous, crucifying moments I've ever seen. Because you have watched her work for like probably 30 minutes of footage at this point. Yeah, yeah.
1: Just over and over. And she just
0: fucks up. It Mm -hmm. just doesn't happen for her.
1: No, it's the crushing defeat in her face when he takes her into the back office and he just goes... It just wasn't that that... What did he say? He was like, I don't know how to tell you this it just wasn't good
0: and he was right it wasn't good they needed to play in her key and why would they do like songs by like soul black ladies from the 70s like doing like all like what the fuck is that about it is crucifying to watch it happen it is like truly like absolutely horrifying
1: they are at this point reveling in her humiliation her torture essentially of just the hours, and you can tell that she is practicing late, late, night and day. day, night and day at her
0: job. And what's especially fascinating is that something we haven't mentioned so far is that the TV screen, as being a Japanese show from the early two thousands, is covered in text and mm-hmm. emphasizes every humiliating sentence with huge outlined red font. It um, repeats her words in echo. It has a studio laugh track cackling at her when she fails and gasping at her horrors.
1: Every single time. Yes. Every single time. So, they, And this is the thing. The fact that they are able to translate those humiliations that are happening in English... Into Japanese, into a format where the viewer can understand the depth of how horrifying it is, goes to show that they do have the resources to help her. They simply—they never
0: wanted to. They simply—they wanted her to do it by herself. Oh yes. Eventually, from this club process, she finds a club, and she sings uh, her uh, American classics to this man. And he said, "No, we actually only sing original songs here." And she goes, "I have original songs." And she goes,
1: "I'm proud." Exactly that.
0: And then he says, wait, 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 wait. And then he's like, you had to sing in English, though. This is an American club. Yeah. And she begins to say, oh. And she tries to translate the songs herself with her Japanese to English dictionary. And she gets two lines into the song before she finds a word that she cannot translate. Do you know... I when that
1: happened I actually pulled out like my dictionary app because she got stuck on the second fucking word after the first fucking word after I'm proud and she's got this is the this is the 2000s she doesn't have a smartphone she's on her got she's got a dictionary and she just goes yeah. there isn't an english translation for this and I looked it up and it, there's no way she would have found an english translation for it in no. a dictionary no 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 you was like oh my god no
0: because, I mean, the word in Japanese is very profound. The word for
1: it is crushed.
0: Yeah, it's like crushed, like destroyed, so utterly heartbroken that you become like despondent. Mm-hmm. It's a word with a lot of nuance in Japanese that people yep. will recognize. It's difficult to pick the word contextually in English if you're a good translator, let yep. alone if you don't speak English. Which, by uh, the way, she still doesn't. No,
1: she's still got like her seven words in her arsenal, which are like please, okay, and like American yes, know debut.
0: But this is something funny that like Meg and I talked about on our Lost in Translation episode. It's like knowing no Japanese as our dear Meg does.
1: Oh bless her. She and knows like,
0: how to order a beer. You know exactly. <laughs> she knows what has to get done. You learn your survival language and like it's so inspiring to see like Tomo chan like use like about Maybe 200 words at most yep. to make all of this happen. Oh, yeah. Because she is a sheer force of willpower. Oh, yeah. Like, I mentioned earlier that scene when she, like, finally comes out as Ohayo oh, gozaimasu. She's so confident in her Genki, like, lively, ju, like, jovial. Is that a word? Yeah, jovial. Jubilant. Oh, jovial. jovial. Jovial, jubilant We are in highball number six, honey. We are,
1: exactly. <laughs> and, like, and cheers for that.
0: And, like, she is so committed to this character that she can actually, like, make the world bend to her will. Because, like, she charms that white guy. He's obviously infatuated with her immediately, don't you think? Which one? The one who eventually lets her, like, sing at the club.
1: Oh, well, I mean, this is the thing that I found a bit surprising about the whole situation, is that being... Having been, like, an Asian woman in white countries and stuff, I was honestly more surprised that people weren't more willing to bend to her will.
0: I know. I was thinking the exact same thing. Literally,
1: right? She's tiny and she's cute. Oh, she's
0: hot. Oh,
1: but wait. That kind of leads me to, like, one of the most harrowing moments where it kind of links to what you're saying about the whole thing about how, because this is Japanese television, there's, like... So much commentary all the way throughout. Mm. There is a shot of her in bed, and this is the one that stuck with me. Like, the one where it's, like, a completely dark shot. She's in bed. There's a
0: phone on the table. Oh, wait. Yes. That's that's when she gets to New York.
1: Oh, no, there's one before when they're wearing the Edo period costumes, because they do oh, it when twice. they call her on the phone. Yep.
0: Oh my God, this was she's b- sleeping on the floor because she was waiting to hear back from a, uh, a record company, like an uh, an agency, and they said we're gonna call you by the end of September. It is September thirty first. They haven't called.
1: Before that, a montage of every day, her checking her mailbox, nothing, checking her answering machine, and nothing. all it says is zero messages,
0: low battery.
1: The low battery part, the thematic. This is why it is high art. There were so many, like, intertextual links to her suffering, and they didn't even know.
0: No, they had no idea that they were like producing one of the most like, in like, perfect pieces of suffering art. Like, the fact that like she was obviously unplugging her phone from the wall so that she could save electricity and plugging it back in to listen to the tape and then every single day zero messages low battery and then finally she gets a call and you know who it's from it's from the fucking evil show that's making this and they're like oh are you doing okay and they they make fun of her the whole time
1: it begins it begins with them calling her with the two hosts wearing these edo period stupid ass wigs in the studio And they're like, oh, oh, if we call that phone right now. Live broadcast of a woman sleeping. No idea that she's being recorded. And they're like, oh, if we call that phone right now (laughs) when she's clearly fully asleep and it's like 3 a.m., it'll ring. And it rings, and she picks it up. And poor Tomomi is there like... hello, Haro. And you know what the woman on the other end goes? Hello, Haro. I am Akiko, Akiko
0: from Tokyo. And you just see Tomomi being like... Oh, it's happening for me. Oh, it worked out. I finally did it. And then she realizes and it's then, for the show.
1: This was, I think, the point where I texted you last night. Yeah. Yeah, because... Oh, I don't know if you want to explain it or I should, but, like, oh, my God. Like, what? Sam. So, these two hosts that are, like, you know, bantering with the studio audience all the way up to that point, and they call her, and this woman, the host, the host of this show who doesn't speak any English, calling this poor fucking battered woman who's probably like three, four months deep into this experience wearing that raggedy t-shirt on her sleeping bag on her empty floor with her fucking English song lyrics taped to the freaking wall and she picks up and they begin to have a back and forth in Japanese and Tomomi the minute that the the host Akiko-san starts to speak to her in Japanese Begins to have a crying breakdown.
0: Oh, it, it is one of the most challenging things I've ever watched. When Rio and I were watching last night, we both like, kind of like shied away because mm-hmm. it is such a visceral display of human emotion. Yep. It's so rare to see a recorded act of someone being so upset and ravaged and destroyed by what's happening to them that, like... Her spirit is broken. It's the word that we can't remember in
1: Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, and, and the way that the hosts respond to it is to... And, and this is true they do, to they Japanese They like, like, like,
0: like, like a bit about it.
1: They literally... But no, it's so true to Japanese form in the fact, sense that you're, there's, you can sense the deep discomfort that they feel in having to... Witness someone famous have a breakdown in front of them that their only response is to go okay well I'm gonna pass the phone to this guy now
0: here's the word by the way it's kujikeru
1: kujikeru that's it that's it
0: and she was so kujikeru disheartened heartbroken ravaged destroyed raped left on the fields of fucking the neo-goths like I mean it is like celestial how horrified she is at this moment
1: oh and they just and their only response as this as she is clinging to what is so clearly a lifeline of oh my god here is a semblance of home here is somewhere where i can express myself coherently not like an autistic baby and all they can do is go, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, and I'm passing the phone to that guy, and
0: him going, no, I don't want to talk to her, Uh, uh Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Pass the phone back. Back and It's just, it is just so evil, and Ryu and I both agreed, I'm like, we both hate both of them. Oh my
1: god. No, I think what really cements it is that after that, just the female host is a little better, which again, Oh, I hate her more. No, she's evil. She, they both are. The guy was pretty evil as well, in that, like, was he Japanese?
0: Rio said he's Chinese. I
1: was about to say he sounds Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Not that that has anything to do with it,
0: but <laughs> no racism on this podcast. Absolutely zero. We did I love not love Indian people. We did not
1: love other of the family. I, I, uh, if you're my employer or anyone who knows my employer,
0: no. This is a anti-racist podcast that supports.
1: No, you have a big following.
0: Yeah, but like they're all racist.
1: Redact my name.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be Miho. It's <laughs> simply Miho
1: <laughs> There's only two mihos that work at Twitter. It's fine, dump it on the other girl.
0: <laughs> Miho <laughs> Why would you say all this? Stop on the internet. It's fine. You want to talk about Elon Musk next? Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. No. But no. I think what horrifies me is that like the woman does a slightly better job of comforting her of trying to be like we're all rooting for you in Japan. They're fucking not. Obviously, you just at this point you're like an hour and a half into the documentary. Tomomi is like four months into her experience, and all you've seen is everyone laughing and whooping and cheering every time she fucks up. Every time she
0: has to make weird ketchupy eggs and go, do you know what this is? Ha- oh my god. Wait, the dish that she makes when she finally has enough money to make herself food she buys like a bunch of like pasta and ketchup and makes like ketchup pasta and she eats it and looks delighted <gasps> oh it's a cookie birdie! look out we were just assaulted by a cockroach oh like fully like a big fat cockroach Okay. That was hideous. That was, that was literally Dimpashonen.
1: We were just Dimpashonen by
0: that. By the cock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that cock was just oh, a little Edo
0: period witch. It went right underneath you. Oh, it's fine. You're, wow. shower. Come on, Malaysia.
1: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> no no but I think the thing that was so harrowing is that this like ho- TV host is sitting there being like we're all rooting for you we're all you they're fucking not and then the worst part is that Tomomi goes into the bathroom again the sink again the bathroom the sink is the main character of that apartment <laughs> and then comes back out calls them back up
0: and says I'm fine I'm and gonna f- do my best and she
1: apologizes
0: I know, for worrying the people of Nippon. Can you believe?
1: The people of Nippon, who, again, this is a literal bear pit, have been throwing rotten fruit at her as she's chained and just fucking going feral and has no idea what the fuck is happening to her. She calls back and apologizes.
0: I mean, is she not the strongest woman in the world?
1: Legitimately. She never
0: says that she's sorry for herself one time. When she suffers, she suffers. Like, we mentioned earlier, when she, like, fails at that club, she weeps on the street and, like, scream cries.
1: Oh, my God, the scream cry where she, like, shakes and jumps up and down?
0: I mean, she's, like, literally, like, like, crotched out on the fucking ground of a sidewalk, like gripping her head like screaming and crying it looks like an Evangelion scene honestly it's like so fucked up and she gets back up
1: it is incredible does that mean I can watch Evangelion now because I've been avoiding it for a while because I think thought
0: it would give me nightmares it will give you nightmares but yeah. in a good way it'll give you nightmares in a way that will inspire you to live more dearly it it, which, which it, this it, did yeah. as well exactly this is also Evangelion oh my god for real Because, like, okay, here's what happens. She ultimately ends up being able to debut at this club. And it is so touching. The first time that she performs her songs in English, because what what she has to do is she, uh, through her boss at the car wash, finds one person in the entirety of L.A. who can, like, speak Japanese. They spend about 17 hours translating her songs for her until 2 p.m. From, like, 6 p.m. to 2 p.m. the next day. She performs those songs, and they show up at her concert, and she, like, begins to, like, literally cry because these people who have helped her when she had nothing...
1: The, like, three people that show her kindness... Yes. in ...over the course of six months.
0: And then she sings the songs, and she gets a fucking standing ovation.
1: And then comes the New York arc.
0: Yes, because... I think this element might have been planned by the show. That's my guess. Yeah. Is that they probably were like, oh, she's here now. She's been here for long enough. Like, let's move the show on yeah. the road. I think they probably called a producer in yeah, LA, that's in fair. New York, and were like, hello. At that point,
1: they were like, okay. for the storyline, not for this woman's mental... No,
0: no, not for upbringing. any... Of course not. No.
1: Not to end her suffering. Purely because they need to wrap it up so that they can have something for the New Year's show. No, they, they
0: call an uh, agent who can speak a little bit of Japanese in a very charming 2000 way.
1: Oh my god, please, do you, please replicate it.
0: What he does is he goes, this man who, like, quote, hears about her, unquote, like, calls her on the phone and says, Ah, hi, Komomi-san desu ka? Hi, watashi wa amerika no ongaku agent desu. Watashi wa nihon ni koto ga arimasu. Ano, ano. san no uta o kite josu des, and like he's basically just like speaking this like broken Japanese, and it's like we have a song you can audition for in New York, and so she goes to this crisis of faith where she's like, should I leave what's working for me at last in LA and do this audition in New York? And she ultimately decides to. Mm. Um, but like the last day yeah. when everyone that she's worked with gives her a jacket they give her a scarf they give, they her, give her gloves mittens. because at this point it's fucking December yep she's been there for like four months oh
1: yeah and it's minus six in New York City yep but and then when she she's do- receiving mm-hmm. all those gifts she just turns to the camera and she goes oh my god is it cold in New York she has no, no idea no idea
0: and like they don't know they give her a jacket and scarf and mittens and send her on her way. And the trip to New York is a three-day bus trip and two-day train trip. It's a five-day exposure to get her there. Yep. I have to pee again. I just went to go pee and all of a sudden it smells like a gas leak or like cabbage tarts. No, no, surely not. It's not. Maybe my hole is something. I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) Oh, I have a funny story about my hole. We should have saved it for your Patreon. Oh,
0: we can talk about it after. Okay. Okay, so she goes to New York. It's minus six degrees. Um,
1: It's a five-day endeavor to get out there.
0: Yes. And when she gets there, she has nowhere to go. And the agent won't pick up the phone. So she has to sleep in a cafe overnight. She has to sleep in a 24-hour diner overnight.
1: And she has to pay. And she's spent $300 to get out there. So when she buys a $5 cup of coffee, which is the only thing she buys from this diner, she's like, oh my god, oh my god, this is the best thing ever.
0: I bet it was. Mm-hmm. And what they have her do is this agent makes... The reason that it sounds a little rushed right now is because the editing of the show at the very end is also really rushed. <laughs> because they're trying to get to the point. Yeah. And um, they basically have her. I mean, this is really Twin Peaks' objection: is they want her to do a Diana King cover song on a greatest hits cover album.
1: No, we've missed the important part, which, which is one? that she calls the agent over and over. But bear in mind, the timeline of this is was to me iffy. Because it seemed like the guy who was like, Konichiwa, bokuwa, music producer.
2: Yeah.
1: He, it seemed like he called her to New York and it took her maybe a few weeks or at least a week to I think scrape. it took her
0: about a week to get the money to get Right,
1: right. Because she, I remember at some point she just says to her manager, like, I'm going New York. Yeah. But anyway, so like, she, he, she calls him like two times. For the narrative, I I think they on only... On the payphone, right? Yep, and they only have him pick up on the third time, so there's a yeah. suspense of, like, you can hear the commentary of them all going, oh, is he legit? Oh, did she go to New York for nothing? As you just watch her... It's the stark contrast to her walking around in the baking L.A. sun, burning to death, going, please, please, as her shivering in the minus-six New York winter.
0: I mean, the torture of this show... I don't know if I properly described this, but like maybe like ten percent of this show was, like her walking an hour to the car wash that she works at from her apartment. Oh yeah. It's through the blistering <gasps> sun with her microphone singing her songs, rehearsing. We
1: forgot to mention that because that was what it was coming in, was that she spent like six PM to two PM translating her songs. And, and then she, she went right worse. to work. Right to work. Walked an hour to work and she Japanese just Japanese work ethic. Literally. No
0: wonder so many people die from their desks. It's from exposure. Yeah, and like it's like she like really belie- she like really believed in her like vision and like she like put herself through actual elements. Like she like put herself through like survival conditions. Yes. And when it's like her in the red coat that was given to her by her friends in LA, and she's like shivering, like freezing to death, and she's like finally picks up on the third call. I mean, that is a moment of drama.
1: Wait, while we're on that. Can we talk about when she pauses outside a poster for... Was it Kelly Clarkson?
0: Yes. When she... No, it was, the, it was no Britney Spears. It was Hit when, me Baby One More Time. Yes,
1: when she stands staring into the shop window that has this, like, floor-to-ceiling poster of Britney Spears. And she just is like, that is going to be me. And she doesn't look away from it. And the the camera does that voyeuristic shot of that slow zoom as she's getting tears in her eyes and she's like this is it this is it as she's standing outside what looks like it's not even a cute like trendy shop it's literally just like some gross little like gas station style little like disgusting store that happens to have a poster of britney spears and she's just standing there staring into it like with that grit and determination
0: Oh, I mean, it's, like, it's awe-inspiring. It's, like, sublime. Yep. It's, like, the painting of that one guy, like, looking into, like, the misty mountains. hmm It's crazy. And then here she shows up in the misty cold of fucking late December New York.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: this is where I think the show steps in, because I said I think that they kind of organized mm-hmm. her. Uh, they definitely let her get an apartment in New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were like, oh, it's, like, her, like, the, like the agent's, like, friend's apartment, whatever. Yeah. Um, and like she like has to go through like four weeks of vocal training which previously she did in LA and cost her about 25% of her salary every month to do the vocal training
1: oh my god absolutely that, we can talk about the vocal training but while we're on the topic of her New York apartment which begins with her mm. eventually mm. when he calls, when he picks up the call and he's like oh konnichiwa, hi can you come to my office right now and she speeds over there. And he's like, okay, I have a producer friend. And the producer friend doesn't pick up. And he goes, what is your address? What is your phone number? And she's like, oh, God, I don't know. And he goes, you sleep here?
0: Yeah, because he, say, he says in Japanese, he's like, ano, you sleep here?
1: <laughs> in his tiny office.
0: And then I guess she does, and then like apparently they find somewhere for her to sleep. She goes through weeks of vocal training, and uh, very abruptly she's able to record the song.
1: But wait, no. While we're talking about the place that no, this
0: is me. oh, so this is a big deal. I yes. know what you're about to bring up the New Year's Eve. I mean, yeah, and this is especially torturous in the one video version that's available of it. Oh God, yes. Because this show, Denpa Shonen, does like a um, New Year's special. They do like a New Year's countdown special. And while she's, like, sleeping, like, absolutely traumatized after, like, quite literally, like, months of rape. They, like, call her at, like, 9.30 when she's trying to sleep. And are like, oh, well, hello, it's about to be midnight in Japan. Here's your fortune. And it goes on for, like, 30 minutes.
1: No, and the fact that for this one, so for the earlier call, which was already... When I saw that call happen, I was like, this is... Worse than the torture that they do to people at like
0: Guantanamo Bay. Absolutely. Truly.
1: But the way that it's done on this stage outdoors with like an audience of like...
0: Anticipating people. A crowd of 1,500.
1: Truly. And it's the same shit again of them calling this woman in the dark. Her desperately hanging on by a thread. Them all saying, we're all cheering for you in Japan. No, we're not. No, you're
0: not. And then what they do is someone, one of the production members, cruelly sets up, like, a New Year's, like... Not fire Confetti. Confetti, yeah. And it, like, explodes over her, and she, like, briefly goes, Nani, what? And she looks up, and then she goes right to bed, because she is so fucked up from this. Yep,
1: yep. And the next morning, the shot of her waking up... And co- cleaning. Okay, now, to clarify, it's not, like, one party popper. They set up... They had the budget to set up giant silver glitter confetti cannons in this woman's room which if she was staying at someone's house is fucked beyond belief. Like truly they explode a tsunami of glitter confetti upon her which she then spends at least a minute of the next sex segment cleaning up because she goes oh my god I can't leave this here.
0: It's not her house. No. And she has to clean up this fake snow and shit. It's so evil. And after all of this, she goes through with the vocal trainer. She does the vocal training, and she ultimately debuts the song. Uh, they give her the okay for it, and then they ship her right back to Japan. It wasn't
1: it okay, though, because to my remember no, it was horrible.
0: It was wretched.
1: Yeah. To it my, was no good. To my memory, the guy was literally like... She goes through all this training with this really intense Irish
0: lady. Is she Irish?
1: She seemed Irish. I was wondering if
0: she was Russian.
1: (laughs) I thought she was Irish. That's me coughing on my vape. But no, like, it's this intense Irish woman demanding that she pronounce all her words correctly. Because the caveat of her getting onto this, like, compilation album is that she can sound not Japanese. And good luck with that with a fucking Irish vocal trainer. Oh, yeah. And after she's done recording, all the producer says to her is,
0: I will consider using this. Yes. And I don't think they did. I'm not sure that they did. I Maybe they did. I can't confirm it. I tried to look it up. I couldn't find it. They ultimately did a Japanese version of the song that she ultimately recorded. Like, oh my recorded. god.
1: But
0: they sent her back to Japan.
1: The humiliation...
0: Because they, they send her back in the blindfold once again after she lands back in like a Honda airport in Tokyo. They hand her the blindfold once again. and You can see her like do like at first like a horrified look of terror. And then she like tries to be like bemused about it. It's crazy.
1: The that millisecond facial expression
0: before she goes, yes. Majide. Majide. Really? Are you serious? Majide? Oh my god. And do you know where they take her? They take her to a stage in front of a thousand five hundred people. After she's been on a plane for sixteen hours, driven an hour and a half to Shibuya, where we are sitting right now. Where is she's
1: still wearing?
0: Wearing the fucking jacket that her friends gave her in LA, still wearing it. And they say, "Okay, well, this is your Raibu. This is your this is your showtime. You have to sing." And she gives a horrible performance. It's so bad. It's really sad. It's like it's depressing.
1: She pulls the blindfold off on stage greeted with all those thousands of people.
0: And she's like crying and it's like it's supposed to be a moment of like bliss but she's obviously crying out of like pure trauma.
1: And then it just ends.
0: And she sings it. It's horrible and then it just ends. Out of no, it just cut. Now we have gone through everything basically. I think we basically addressed everything that happened in this. What did you take from it Personally.
1: Personally, I think that Japan has made a fine art of commodifying all of the debauchery that other countries whisper at, maybe try to imitate, but couldn't. Because, like, one of the things I always talk about is the fact that, like, sex here, which is so repressed. Very different. Oh, you know here's the thing sexuality and sexual expression here is by and large in the general populace so repressed but that manifests itself in you know hideous normalized like rape fantasies and like bars where you can pretend to molest women on the trains and shit and like the normalization of pedophilia to an extent uh and you know all of that shit this is that to that nth degree when it comes to reality television cruelty because you think that America like when people think about Japanese television cruelty they might think about like one of those like game shows where you have to like fit yourself through one of the funny boxes or the one where they're like oh pronounce this word otherwise we'll hit you with like a stick or whatever but (coughs) sorry no but this truly showed me like oh no 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 American television shows like fucking the Jersey Shore F-Boy Island or across the pond like the only way is whatever yeah. they think that they have, big brother whatever the fuck it is they think that they have managed to distill that essence of cruelty of like constantly being surveilled they don't even come close they don't even come close the moral compass that is utterly lacking because this is the thing Japanese television will destroy the essence of your being and then tell you on air that we're all rooting for you. <laughs> that we all care yeah. about you. And Western media is not... Would never dare to
0: be so bold-faced. No. And do you know what I think on it? I mean, I think that this show came out about 20... 21 years ago now. Yeah. They don't do this anymore so much in, in Japanese media. No. They've, you know, regularized past it. But do you know what we get from this... From, from this a, like, total atrocity of evil. Yeah. And of this... They basically, like, do, like, a Lars von Trier movie on this woman. Oh, yeah. And, like, they are, like, absolutely, like, horrifying her life for months at a time. But you know what happens? She beats it. She succeeds. Because she, like, could have quit, like, that one guy did. Yeah. But keep yourself alive. She embraces her spirit despite the fact that she had attempted suicide despite the fact that the single most important love of her life had abandoned her she goes to america with about five words in her lexicon and she keeps herself alive she fights so passionately for what she believes that her dream is yeah that no matter how evil this medium is she trespasses against it and beats it.
1: She perseveres in a way that I find, honestly, overwhelming. Because again, that when you bring in that context of the fact that Japanese media is actually more cruel and more evil, and we could mm. get into the deep context of how those social structures have been built, but that would take another podcast. But honest to God, the fact that she overcomes that level of, like... Guantanamo Bay level torture to come out on top of it actually all right and actually to beat through it and make her own music career goes to show the resilience of a spirit.
0: Well, in some way, to me, it almost makes the medium like valuable mm. because obviously not everyone is going to be able to survive this, but those who do become glistening art items mm. like. No one knows about this. It's not translated into English. No. It, as I said earlier, no one has ever even talked about this, like, in extent. Even in Japan. I looked up. There's, like, nothing about this, like, in long form. This is the first time anyone is talking about this, like, in extent, like extensive detail. Yeah. It, I'm a genius, so.
1: Yeah, genuinely. But
0: here's the thing, is, like, sh- like, anyone who sees this can absolutely, like, see the power of the human spirit and, like... When you believe in some passion of yourself and you think that nothing can stop it, you're right. Because she absolutely formed the world around her. This is a crazy... B- oh, I spat right on your <laughs> you arm. Did. Ooh, that what was... What is that? That was a globule. there's was like a little white thing. Mm, oh. A little tonsil stone uh, from me. You want a little tonsil stone from Chi Chi? Ooh! <laughs> but as I was saying... Like, <laughs> If you like, if you believe in your passion so fiercely, and nothing will stop you, like it's it's real. Like yeah, she like changed the world around her. She charmed every single individual. Oh, someone is screaming.
1: In like a bad way, or like in
0: a. I think it was in a. In a I'm a Japanese girl having a I was fun about night. To say, way I was about to say. Yeah,
1: we had a lot of that. That was probably
0: on the recording. Many times. Many times. And yet, here we have a woman ruined by the Japanese music industry no hope desolate and she believed in nothing but herself and she overcame and she used everything to become this piece of art like this is a kind of willpower that could never be and it, it could never happen again
1: no, truly. it's so of its era because this is the thing is now there are so many standards and practices in the way, as there should be, that would never allow this level of cruelty to happen.
0: I want it to happen again. You know what? I think I think We're... we should be taking those guys from Love Island and that show you watch. And we oh, should... F boy Island. Yeah, we you know what we should be doing. We, like we should be like putting them like in the middle of the Nevada desert and like poking them with spears. Hell, yeah. yeah. like honestly, like let's poke them. Like not a single reality character except for Chris Street. Christine Quinn from Selling Sunset could ever do this. No. But Christine could do this. If you dump Christine Quinn from Selling Sunset in, in Tokyo, she no, could do it. No, not
1: Tokyo. You need to dump her in the inaka, in the countryside. Oh, you dump
0: her in fucking Aomori. Yes. She could do it. She could. No, she would have like a full-time job. She would do this whole thing like 10 times faster than... Oh.
1: But I mean, I guess maybe it just translates into this spirit of like resilience yes. really. that maybe is universal no no I don't think this it is, is universal so typic- no this is so typically Japanese
0: well I mean I mean that makes it special don't you think oh like, 100% cause like okay obviously we understand that the format of this is totally abject and horrifying and yet the Japanese person can endure it and beat it for their own dream and passion if you put an American in this situation except for Christine Quinn yep. <laughs> like every single one of them six Dead.
1: six months six months of that six
0: months the closest thing is RuPaul's Drag Race
1: yeah think about how much Jap- like non-Japanese Kaiwa teachers complain when they come here
0: oh it's so it's retarded sorry I know that you're I, I, I do object to that word <laughs> it's okay <laughs> and if you're my employer I would hope that you could take note of that <laughs> I try to I try to watch my mouth with you but thank you I will say this flat out it is retarded yeah. when Kaiwa teachers come to Japan and like, oh, it's like really hard to like do like a post office thing. Okay, bitch, watch this. Yep. Watch Tomo-chan yep. forge her career, okay? And because Literally, of that... Literally,
1: off the back of Spin Magazine, car washing, and just saying, please!
0: Did you feel like a little inspired to try harder after this?
1: After watching it, I thought to myself, I would die for this one. Same. Yeah. I hope she
0: hears
1: this. <laughs> I hope she hears it too. She won't understand a single word. <laughs> ah, san Mm. <laughs> i like a
0: できる、彼は
1: 初めて
0: Tom, Tomo-san, to, uh, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Um, I will be happy to say she's married now. Go off. I think she's she has children. Um, she does. She, Those uh,
1: children will take over the world.
0: She appears in a lot of um, variety TV shows doing karaoke uh. competitions. She's a little heavier now. She's got a lot of. You know, in comparison, I agree. In comparison to when she was like deathly skinny in America, she's a little thick now and it looks amazing on her.
1: Good for her. Because now she doesn't have to eat fucking pasta and ketchup (laughs) on the floor of a dilapidated apartment in fucking Oakwood, California.
0: So I am making the new world on this season of my podcast. The world is over. I ended it. We are making the new world. From what we have witnessed today, what are we taking philosophically into the new universe?
1: Into the new universe, I think what we're saying is that we should have more television.
0: (laughs) I think that we should have more extraordinary trials of the human spirit, so severe and so devastating that it can only prove the Nietzschean beautiful quality of what it means to truly believe in your own fucking passion. Tokyo! Mina Santa Aisky! Daisky And
1: that lady just coughed at us yes. and <laughs> <laughs> couldn't give a shit.